like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it. Bone tomahawk on my little flute benders. How is everybody this week? My name is Garrett Smith, and this is I Like to Movie Movie. I don't even know if I should say my name. We should end the podcast there. <laughs> Flute. Wow. Okay. Well, my name's Dan Scullion. Welcome. Yes. Welcome to I Like to Movie Movie, the podcast about movie movies. Uh, we are gearing up to, on July 15th, screen I Am a Knife with Legs at the Milburn Stone Theater in Maryland. Oh, we got uh, the name of the theater yes, now. Yes. Now we know. Finally. Now we know. Milburn Stone Theater, July 15th, we're screening I Am a Knife with Legs. Uh, if you'd like to look up an old episode we did with the director, Bennett Jones, he's also the star of the movie. Uh, feel free to do that. Uh, I don't think we actually spoil it too, too hard in that because uh, we're mostly no, talking no. to Bennett. But you can, and you, you can cannot spoil this legs. movie. Oh yeah, you, yes. you can go. I'm a knife with legs. Is it I'm a yeah? I'm a knife with legs. Com, and you can buy the movie for yes. a pittance of a price. Yes, and I swear you will watch it, and then you will show friends, and you will watch them as they watch it. Yes, it's uh, one of those movies. So it, the value is never ending. No, I, and even if you were to do that, you would still want to come see it on the big screen with us because mm-hmm. I think it's the kind of movie that's going to be ridiculous in that format. Uh, so uh, yeah, come join us for that. We're going to do some uh, old school movie movie live games and give out some prizes. Uh, going to be some fun surprises. We'll announce closer to the date. But uh, July 15th, Bilburn Stone Theater, Maryland. If we got Maryland listeners, we hope to see you there. Yep. Should be a good Turn time. off the wire for two seconds. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what you guys do there, right? And then come to our fucking show, right? Uh, right? <laughs> you can uh, find they our just sh- sit in Baltimore and just watch the wire all the time. I think like, so. That's us. Yeah. Yep. I wonder if they lay claim to Pink Flamingos enough. Um, I mean, when it's on. Yeah. Right. If they pause the wire and they're like, what's on channel to Pink Flamingo? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you just planned my weekend here in beautiful Baltimore. <laughs> Home of the Milburn Stone yeah. Theater. I think it turns out it's like just outside of Baltimore okay. is, is what I've figured out. Guys, um, remember when we said Baltimore? Yeah. Cancel just that. Just outside of Baltimore. It's no longer in yeah. Baltimore. Details are, de- are developing. Yes. And um, this is... Baltimore was fake news. The real news <laughs> is that it is just outside of Baltimore. Yes. Uh, and uh, if you... Don't uh, go to the Milburn Stone Theater in Baltimore if there is one. Because <laughs> yeah. you won't be at the right place. Go to the one just outside. I assume if you is. look up Milburn Stone Theater Baltimore, you'll find the one that you're supposed to go to. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. going to be $5 show it's going to be cheap going to be a movie i think there's free popcorn it's going to be uh, exciting cool, time cool. going to be fun uh, and if you want more details about that uh, or any back episodes or uh, anything we got coming up facebook.com slash i like to movie uh at i like to movie on twitter that's with the numeric two on both of those and i like to movie at gmail.com if you want to give us a suggestion someone's been practicing yes that was a good rattle uh, thank you i don't know yeah. how i just did that, <laughs> that i think was, i should drink red bull and then smoke weed in a short succession before we start the show more often i think that's the answer to your question <laughs> yeah. so um we are going to be, I forget, what's the name of the game we're all playing? Oh, the uh, Summer Movie Wager. Summer Movie Wager. And we have some other fellows here that are part of the Summer Movie Wager. Yes. So later in the show, we'll be talking about our picks and why we picked them and yes. how we picked them. And I believe you can play along as well. Yes, if but you're uh, unfamiliar, it's something Slash Filmcast does every year. Uh, so you could check some of uh, more so details. We're yeah, more de- Well, a- apparently a ton of like film Twitter participates in this now. Okay. Um, so we can just consider ourselves part of that collective and doing our own little tournament amongst ourselves. Uh, and you can go Go to slashfilm.com and find more information out about that. I think there's even like rules to the game up there that you could find, all those kinds of things. Before we do that, we will be talking about Alien Covenant. Hell yes. But it's time to introduce our guests yes, who are about is. to explode with yeah, words as we do this. So uh, guest number one, he's been here before plenty of times, yes. uh, Ryan Silverstein of Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, <laughs> well, which Philadelphia. is based in Philadelphia. <laughs> 
Hello, hello. Bone Tomahawk to both of you. Bone Tomahawk, sir. Happy to be here. Well, Happy thank to you. be thank talking you uh, Ridley Scott, Alien Covenant. Oh, yes. I can't wait. I'm <laughs> so excited. Uh, and guest number two, uh, also a former guest of the show. He's been here multiple times at this point. Uh, we welcome him back uh, with great enthusiasm. Put your hands together for Andy Elijah, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, everybody. How's it going? That's how, still how you like to be announced on this show, yes, right? Yeah, yeah that's all good. Right, that's good, good. good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed that you remembered. Way to go. <laughs> well, that's how you show up on my Facebook feed. I would not remember what your real name was if you asked me to give it to people. Perfect. Excellent. <laughs> You're one of the few people on my phone that actually has a parenthetical. Oh, I have both names, just so you know you don't mess with any other Andys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which one's that? I'm honored to yeah. have parentheses in my name in your phone. Here, here. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad to be back. Thanks a lot for having me on. Welcome back, parenthetical Andy. Yes, <laughs> parenthetical Andy. <laughs> that's, and that's my scar. Scarenthesis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Scott. Really picked it up. Picked yeah. it up, picked it up, picked uh, it up. <laughs> uh, I'm just over here skanking on that uh on, on that uh hot pun that you guys just laid down. <laughs> uh do you guys want to jump right into Alien Covenant? Anybody got anything off the top they want to talk about? Anybody want to fill us in on their additions to the gay island that they might have put on their list recently? You know, I, mean, funny. I, I will say now I need a second Michael Fassbender. Yes, uh, that, <laughs> I, I did. I, wanted, I thought one was enough, and it's, it's not. Just, it's not. You need one you can trust, and one who might be a little well, bad. I want <laughs> one who's trying to look like Peter O'Toole, uh-huh. and one with only one arm. <laughs> yeah. He's got that crazy accent where he's. I, I can't even. It's it's the. People not American doing American yeah, accent, some, but it works. Like almost like the reverse Madonna. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that the reverse Madonna. This podcast came on at my workplace. By this podcast, you mean the one people are currently listening to? Well, the, our podcast. Yes, I like to movie, movie, movie. Got it. Uh, some people were working overtime, and when I came in that Monday, they were like, "Oh, so." You know, we listened to your show while we worked on Saturday, and I was like, "Oh, that's really that's great. really cool." conversation immediately went to the concept of the gay island <laughs> and it was like oh good all of my co-workers know that nice. that's a discussion i've yeah. had and so you know thanks for listening that's guys. why i wanted to open it back up uh, briefly because uh i too am going to add a second michael fassbender to my uh, gay island you know what in all seriousness yeah michael fassbender not on my gay island for real not on the he was on letterman once and i was like oh you're one of those deceptively ugly hunks what what yep. off it was it was crazy oh dude yeah. i saw a picture of him today because i've been trying to find <laughs> screenshots of him teaching himself the flute and nobody has them tattoo? yet <laughs> no uh I, I literally every day for the past week have searched michael fassbender flute uh, in in google trying to find a screenshot of that scene and i can't find it but i did see some shots of him modeling today Woo! that man is on my gay island <laughs> Nice. You, so wait, wait. When you Google and search Michael uh, Fassbender flute, it doesn't just come up with shame like screen caps. Oh no, <laughs> the, there are an exceptional amount of pictures of him playing a flute on stage somewhere, though. Yeah. Well, there That's you amazing. go. Yeah. Uh, He's but, a Renaissance man. I mean, he he speaks like several languages because, like, in a lot of his well. In Inglorious Bastards, oh, he true. speaks German, mm-hmm. in English, and doesn't he speak French? I want to say. Don't remember. There's another movie that he's in where he speaks Russian, I believe. What, what oh, movie shit. is that? I, I, I've seen him speak like in a number Hungary, of languages. He speaks yeah. like this crazy Cockney Irish that you can't understand yeah. what he's saying. <laughs> and, but it's great. That's like yeah. another accent altogether as well. Yeah. Yeah. And in X-Men Apocalypse, he speaks Polish. That's, oh, what, yeah. I, that's, that's what I was thinking about. Not I Russian, but that Polish. I forget he's in those movies. That's yeah. so wild. He's like the only good thing about Apocalypse, actually. Like yeah. that whole B story they gave him is yep. like the only interesting thing happening in that movie. That was a movie that when I first saw it, I was like, man, I'm actually pretty into this. Yeah. And then it came on when I was at my parents' house, and I was like, 
what the fuck is this? <laughs> like it, it didn't. It didn't hold up much beyond the immediate post movie like burst. The scene yeah. of him. Well, that part always stuck. That's the school. best. <laughs> that's that the movie best. wants to be Gods of Egypt, and it can't be Gods oh, of no. Egypt. No I think movie that's could what be it Gods is, of Egypt. Between the first time and this time, I saw Gods of yep. Egypt. There you go. So my world is different. Oh, yeah. a different person yep. entirely. You were like, now I know what this movie could have been. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're in a post goe. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we should do years. Like, what What are we... We're like we're, two GOE right Yeah, I now. think so, yeah. So just two GOE. GOE. So yeah. thousands of years when people talk about it. Uh, like, oh, there was a foretelling of these giant snakes we live amongst. <laughs> and it was in the book... It was in the book of... Uh, what's his name? Proyas. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you'll find that it literally did change my life. Like, the, my movie reviews have, like, drastically... Like, what gets... Stars has drastically changed since seeing Gods of Egypt. It has to. Yeah. There's no, it's a game. It's, it oh, yeah. Shakes the I had to reconsider everything I thought and about the entire medium of movies. And life and, yeah. in its and, entirety. Yeah. And the cosmos. I mean, like, <laughs> in high school, they're like, if you look at this telescope, there's a teeny tiny Jeffrey Rush <laughs> yeah. up there somewhere yeah. fighting a beast in yeah. space yeah. all the time. The sun rises. <laughs> for you. Yeah. He's doing it for you. The sun rises and sets on his shoulders. What did Jesus ever do for you? Yeah, Yeah. right? He didn't. Oh, he said the earth was round (laughs) when it's clearly a flat plane. It's clearly a microchip in space. That's the one thing that that bugs me about that movie is that when I see that moment, I'm like, oh, that's crazy. But now I'm reminded that flat earthers exist (laughs) and I hate them. I know. (laughs) There's been. Of of all the turmoil in our news, that's the one thing that just fucking kills me. Yeah, I know. I, I hate, I hate it. I know. It's absurd that that is. I mean, that's the. Well, we shouldn't just start talking about that. But that that's been go. the scariest thing right now. It's just how many people are coming out of the woodwork to be like, oh no, I believed a bunch of bullshit like all along. Yeah. I just wasn't allowed to say it for a long time. Now they're facts. Yeah. Uh, it's. Uh, I read this one article about some rapper was a flat earther. Uh-huh. I forget who it was, but. What he was posting about it followed the scientific method in terms of, like, his way of asking, you know, how come this happens if it's not flat? Right. And so they were defending, like, his style of thinking. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I get it. But we also have, like, facts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> complete. Yeah. At fucking facts. Uh-huh. And you would think that science would, that, you, that this proper version of science would start there. <laughs> oh, it made me so mad. Uh, yeah. But there's a lot of big cosmic questions that one must yes, ask. Yes, there are. And I think that plenty were asked by a little guy named Sir Ridley Scott. Scott. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, I mean, is that a good... <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate them. Is that a good place to start with this, actually? Because I think that is at, like... At Flat Earthers? Yeah, yeah. Is Flat Earthers place the place we should start? Uh, no, more at the question of, um, you know, Alien Covenant comes on the tail of Prometheus. Uh, which was a more, uh, I would say, philosophical movie than the Alien series has classically been. I'd say it's a less alien movie. Yes, yeah. And uh, Covenant comes sort of uh, in response to some of the negative reactions to Prometheus, it seems, uh, which stemmed from this is not an alien movie. Why are you trying to tell me it's an alien movie? Uh, And so we got Covenant, where we sort of continue the philosophical questions that Prometheus lays out, but we also try and get closer to what an alien movie is by, like, the audience's definition, not necessarily by the filmmaker's definition. Uh, And I don't know. I think that's an interesting place to start, where uh, do we like an alien movie that is also this sort of, like, deep, introspective, philosophical movie like Prometheus was? Or do those two things, should they be, like, separate? Is that an interesting way to start this? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Like what? I don't know. Where do you guys stand? Like I really enjoyed this movie. Like I'll I'll just start there. Oh, yeah. I really yeah. liked Covenant. I think a lot more than it seems. A lot of people do. Reactions are kind of mixed. I'm like way more on the positive side of them. Uh, I thought it balanced those things very well, but I also feel like I can feel the tension of those things in this movie. But I think that's a good tension because yeah. I think it wants to do both, and I think it does both well maybe not as well as it did as it would if it focused on one of them yeah but i think it's a more interesting movie for trying to do both uh-huh. um and as someone who is a like prometheus apologist <laughs> this like just hit all of the buttons for me yeah so i really think that it's a it's a definitely a new direction to yes. take the series in but on the other hand having just rewatched the other the original four alien movies it kind of like bends back around a little bit towards resurrection and some of the like the ideas that are in there, even if it just wants to use them as a backdrop to a crazy French action movie in space. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I did, I felt like the, it, it, it successfully is like a summer blockbuster because mm-hmm. of the alien elements he brings back and then is still like a Prometheus style, you know, much more um, honestly just science fictiony like kind of movie. Well, um, I think it's weird that we we're viewing it and we're speaking of it as if it's a Prometheus movie right. with like alien peppered in, and that the criticism is that there's too much alien in my Prometheus <laughs> right. movie. But when you view it the other way, it's like we're at the point where alien movies, which were initially was just a a B monster survival movie yeah. that got an A treatment, right. Now there's like really big, you know, big and dumb, but big philosophical questions being asked in my alien movie. Yeah. And I think in that way, it's like, I'm so glad we're here. Yeah. You know, I'm glad we got to this. Well, and that's yeah. kind of what I dug about it is like, I don't, I mean, obviously due to the response that people, that Prometheus has had, that people seem to sort of collectively agree on, people don't want to go to a summer blockbuster and have those questions asked, Right. But he gave them more of a summer blockbuster where he still got to ask those questions. And I think that's kind of fascinating because, like, our theater, it seemed like people were really, like, along for the ride and enjoying all the, like, big action-y moments and stuff. And then so now he gets, like, asked these questions almost like of a larger audience. He's, like, sneaking in this Prometheus movie into an Alien movie, which I think is kind of – you're right. If you think about it that way, it's, like, kind of fascinating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that – you know, I would. I feel like I probably liked this movie the least out of out of you guys. I mean, okay, I gave it probably like I think I gave it three out of five stars. Yeah, I mean, I gave it three too. But and I there's so much I liked about it, and just and and yet I do I did find it to be a bit of a deflating experience. And what I would say about like the philosophy that and it was kind of an issue in Prometheus as well, but less so is just it's so like sectioned off. You mm-hmm. know, like they the first hour of the movie is is you know was probably my favorite part of covenant yeah and then and then like i do love it when you know it's already kind of in every review i've read they already mentioned like they find david and fastbender plays two roles so it's not mm-hmm. a spoiler but yeah oh we can but, talk um, spoilers. yeah that's oh yeah that's right yeah. yeah of course so when he shows up and it kind of turns into this to all the philosophical musings of prometheus kind of return you know i i just wish that this movie found a way to sort of pepper that in more throughout the film as opposed mm-hmm. to like kind of sectioning it off mm-hmm. in that you know middle section yeah. or you know whereas in i would say that all the other alien movies also have you know are about things like gender and you know like well there's a lot of philosophizing going on in those films except they're sort of 
more written into the structure of the of the genre itself. Yeah. It's, it's less talked about on its yeah. face. Exactly. Yeah. This yeah. is that cold because I think you're absolutely right. Because I had problems with the pacing of this movie. Yes. And I and I really enjoyed it, but I think I, I couldn't figure out what the pacing problem was, and I think you said it perfectly. Because I I read one review that referenced the I guess we'll call it a pre credit sequence yes. with Fastbender right. in the White Room. Mm-hmm. That is like some awesome Love Kubrickian it. shit. Mm-hmm. It looked so cool, yep. and I was on scene. board. And then I forgot that that had happened when they referenced right. it. I was like, oh, yeah, that did happen. Because it's so separate from the movie that by the time David came back, I hadn't really thought about it yeah. even once. Yeah, yeah. neither. But what's also interesting is like this movie changes what Prometheus is about. Because going yeah. to Prometheus, it was like, oh, we want to figure out what's going on with the space jockey from the original Alien movie and delve into like that backstory. And then this movie literally feels like Ridley Scott being like, oh, you know what? I'm already done. I'm I'm over that stuff. What I really want to talk about is, is robots. Yeah. And literally, David bombs the engineers out of the franchise. Was yeah. that the engineers? Yeah. Because yeah. they looked like they looked a little different. different. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I played them in my head as the engineers, but I just I'm curious. Yeah. We're I, all on board but, with that. Well, yeah. I think well, I actually like that you're asking that question because that I mean, I asked similar questions about Prometheus. Like we are told by the characters that they created mankind, but the movie never actually confirms that that's the case. Like we, there is no, there is no point in Prometheus where they directly say these guys actually did engineer humanity. Right, and I actually think that's one of the yeah, more interesting. We get that cool pre-credit sequence that is just vague enough to mean just about anything. Right, right, and you can play it different ways, and only one of them being yeah. that that's Earth. Right, but, but what yeah. I mean is like, but he, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Ridley Scott gets more interested in the philosophical questions about the relationship between creator and created. Versus trying to say who actually created humanity. Yes, yeah. Like, it, it's more, he can you do that more effectively in the mm-hmm. relationship between humans, David, and the xenomorph. Yes. Than by introducing yeah. that. Going, a, another. Or, yeah, a further back in the chain. Right, element, another element. Yeah. So, but it's, it's literally like there's a scene where it's like, nope, those guys are gone. Forget yep. about them. Like, we're now in alien yep. territory, but we're doing robots from yeah. a different thing. Yeah. yeah. But I, to, um, I, totally agree with that and i, and I don't want to lose title, that though, too yeah. with covenant yes because like from what i understand the biblical concept of the covenant boil of, of a covenant boils down to like the price of life is that it's is that as your creator i can take it at any moment mm. and so i think that that is sort of you know if we want to get into that later that's, yeah yeah well that's because i always read it i i don't want to lose your yeah. point either about like uh are they the engineers i oh, yeah. i think that that's something Ridley Scott has been intentionally doing with at least both of these movies, mm-hmm. which is sort of like having the characters sort of say something is happening that there's never any real confirmation for whether mm-hmm. that's actually what's happening. What matters S- most is that they believe. Right. It's what they believe. Yes. It's not about whether they can prove it. Like, yeah. And I'm glad there's never like a scene where you see like the first engineer landing on Earth. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, like dropping a fish into the water yeah. that then crawls onto land. You know? Well, and it's I would like, venture to say that's why those engineers look maybe slightly different than the engineers from Prometheus is so that we can have this question at the end of like, was that him wiping out the engineers? Mm. Was that some other species? You know, like I think that is probably intentional so that we can walk away and just be asking that question as opposed to going, here's definitively like beat for beat See, what's what happening it said to in me this in universe. My, when I saw it, because they look different, 
I just read it as like, oh, these are engineers, but this is just one planet of them. Yes. Right. They are vast. Yes. They are different. Agreed. You know, they look as different as humans look from one another. Agreed. Yeah. yeah and that, that's how it kind of played for that, me. That's the same way I took it, where I was like, oh, these are definitely engineers, but it doesn't matter what kind of engineer yes. they are. Did they make us? Right. None of that is important anymore. Right. Just that, that they were here. That big monstrous one we saw, maybe that's like an engineer that is literally, we don't know how they, maybe they engineer themselves. Like maybe right. he's, maybe they're the jockeys he, are engineers. He's engineered. like the Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. Are to be <laughs> these big bulky guys but then the the scientists or the His religious monks like or the, gr- the, the egg he's not the, he's the, the egg jo- <laughs> yeah, Dwayne yeah. the egg Johnson uh, but yeah and so the, you know maybe we're looking at uh, uh, monks or educators or scientists or whatever when, yeah. we, when David bombs the planet and so they're you know maybe they look different and speaking of like that part like I mean the thing I really loved about this movie was like I think I saw your guys reviews as well it's like the set pieces, you know, oh. like that set piece oh. where they bomb the plane. Oh my god, oh. that that was an amazing yeah. like visual experience. I so, felt like every fifteen minutes in this movie, there was a very distinctive like. It just felt like a sequence by sequence movie to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a little sloppy in its storytelling, I think, and it definitely feels distinctly separated by its acts in a way that uh, it felt clunky to me. Um, but. Like sequence by sequence, he basically just tells these like fifteen minute stories. Mm. You know what I mean? And they're all like really exceptional and really exciting. I feel yeah. like every fifteen minutes, I would look over at you with my mouth just like totally hung open, like "Oh my god!" Like are, are, you're watching this, right? Yeah. When when their ship exploded, yeah. The theater and that that's in the trailer. Yes. But in the moment, the theater had like varying reactions of "Oh fuck!" Yeah. yeah. Like it I was, mean, including myself, it was. That was good shit. Yeah. And even before that, just watching the sales yes. unfurl, yes. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, this is what I don't yes. get in my summer movies. Yes. I know. Something of beauty. And yeah. it's just like, this and Prometheus are gorgeous movies. Uh-huh. Like, every, like yeah. every frame of painting. But like really, like yeah. just the cinematography, the way things are framed, the way oh, things yeah. are shot, they're just coherent and great to look at and interesting to look at. Like there's something, that, how he draws your eye to what you need to be looking at in every moment works well in sequences like that where it's kind of slow and really pretty and yeah. also when there's like a backburster splaying blood everywhere yeah. like it's equally effective yes uh, the, the scene where it uh where they're fucking in the shower yeah and the dude gets the mouth through the back Ooh. of his head and it yeah. comes out of his mouth like that was some pulpy ass just hell yeah, like, that, oh, yeah. that scene was gratuitous and exploitative even, for the point of that in the middle of this artsy movie and it fit and it worked and it was terrifying he even did the tail going up at yeah. like, oh, between yeah. their legs which the is like tail. yeah yep, it's yep. like this series has so much always been about these like phallic symbols and mm. the way they invade spaces mm-hmm. and that is like the most literal, like writ large version of that, like they've done. Well, in the Dan series. O'Bannon initially said that when he wrote the movie, the idea was to make guys be afraid to be pregnant. Right. Like it was supposed to give us that body horror yeah. fear of, oh, there's actually life brewing inside of me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first movie absolutely nails that, especially. Yeah. I, I would imagine doubly so for people that saw it without already being familiar with the concept yes. of aliens, mm-hmm. as I'm sure fits most of us, if not all of us. Yeah. Um, it does that. And so, like, I do appreciate that there is still a little bit of that, like, I don't want to say gender-based body horror, but of that ilk, if that makes sense. Yeah. It, well, and it, I think you said it right, too. Like, it kind of throws back to a more, like, exploitative mm-hmm. uh, era of film, too, mm-hmm. um, where where we are taking... the way they do their themes. Just, yeah. Like, I don't want to say sloppy, but just broad like that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. With all of that, the heady big questions, yep. he's really only, at, you know, he's really only asking like, man, you know, where did I'll begin, right? Like, yeah. It doesn't yeah. really go deeper than that. Yeah. It just 
you know, so it, it's that you know kind of broadness to it that exploitation does well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you're right. It's it, I like I love that it is like getting at these like especially I mean it's it. it saddens me to think about it this way but it it, i mean it makes sense he really scott is 79 years old it is very interesting to me and makes sense to me that suddenly his movies have become very much about like dying and cycles of life and what's next where what does it mean where do we cut like it makes sense to me that these are like questions he has Mm -hmm. Uh, and i and that's part of what i love about these movies kind of like digging into that and it feels like you know a, a big science fiction series that he created feels like a great place to do that um but it's also like uh it does feel somewhat surfacey as far as the 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 the, i guess the he's only asking the questions you know what i mean like he's not really uh digging into whether his own thoughts on what he might think anything like he's just asking the questions which i actually kind of like um, but it, it, it feels surfacy a little bit because of that. Maybe, you know, it doesn't feel preachy though. No, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. No. Because he's not trying to insert any sort of like, and here's what I think, you know, he's just asking the questions. It allows it to be, I think a little more of just like a, a, a movie and a story that will like last. Yeah. He's not providing answers. And in yeah. a way, I mean, in a way, everyone who thinks that they have an answer in either of these movies, it gets punished. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, like ever the, the Billy Cr- crud up character um pretty much anybody who thinks that they've got to figure it out well, yeah they're pretty much done you know what i mean from That's the wild. start you yeah. know and whereas in the people who are asking the questions such as uh what's the Catherine waterson's character what's her name daniels daniels, daniels. Yeah. like she's asking the questions and mm-hmm. you know she mm-hmm. she's you know she gets further you know she 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 stays to the end you know so. yeah and the most like cynical kind of way to almost get to that end point is it's endorsing the absence of all of those. If anything, yeah. it's endorsing just the chaotic nature yeah. that is nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and to true. say that, like, it's not about destiny. It's not about, like, higher beings. Contr- there's no one behind the scenes pulling the strings. Right. It's just people who have agendas trying to push theirs forward. Yeah. And you can kind of go along with it or you can reject it. But either way, like, it's kind of all based on chance. Yeah, yeah. and Which is That's really wild. It's really interesting when, when you, you get into AVP and they tag, like, characters named Wayland and Utani, it adds another level of like, what came first, man? But not on purpose. Right? <laughs> it just, it fucks up the timeline yeah. in a way that well, works, but, you know. At some point, we should talk about whether or not any of these movies take place in the same timeline. Oh, I interesting. Think that time is now. Why do you say that? Well, I feel personally, I don't know how you get from this to even the first Alien. Same. Because and then from there, like I don't even know how you bridge two aliens, and not even from like oh, there's a queen, the eggs, like how things, like none of, not even like the mechanics of it, but just in terms of what characters know and when they know it, and like what the Wayland Yutani people know and when they know it, because clearly, yeah. like especially like they have to know something is out there and that something should be looked for. So you could, I mean. What I like is that they don't need to be like these are not prequels that are setting up specific. There's right. not setting up Ripley to be in that place at the beginning yeah, of right. Alien. Like it's not a Rogue One situation. Well, the right. cool thing about those original three is that you know that all the mythology is extremely vague. Like yeah. the the, the Wayland Utani Corporation is meant, I think, by design to be this like ominous sort of you know gray faceless corporation that just sort of rules these characters' lives mm. and. And you know, you you do meet. You know, obviously, we've met Peter Wayland in these films, and then um, Bishop. You know, <laughs> Bishop it seemed, seemed to kind of 
Was he? Was that his last name? Uh, Bishop Wayland was Lance Henriksen in AVP, Whoa. and I oh won't God. say in what context, but because you haven't seen it, but in AVP two, they do drop a Utani on it, and okay. you're like, "This makes no sense." <laughs> yes, <laughs> bring it on. Yeah. it just doesn't really matter though. You know, it's like the what? the mythology is there, but it's very much left, uh, like largely unexplored, which I think is very much to its to these films' benefit. So mm-hmm. I, I think it would be a major mistake if they tried to like. Like you said, Ryan, like spell out how do we get to Ripley? It's like, well, you know, it it doesn't really matter. Mm. You know, I I think I do think that the eventual goal of the series seems to be to build that bridge to Alien. But the more they do that, the more I feel like it's gonna it's gonna suffer. You mm-hmm. know, like, I would agree. You know? I like the idea of of it. It's like it always pissed me off when they remade Halloween because it was like, no, don't give him a background. Yes. He doesn't need that. He's better this way. He's evil. He's he's just evil. He's and, the shape. And in this, like, alien, the alien is the chaos of nature. It, well, yeah, that's right. the thing yeah. is that uh, wherever it goes, it will take over. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, it's it's blood is acid. So if you hurt it, you get hurt. Like, yeah. it is, mm-hmm. th- they just will prevail. Yeah. Life, um... Life uh, finds a way. <laughs> well, that I, the other thing to remember is Aliens like, versus Jurassic Park. <laughs> would watch. I would totally I would, would watch. watch. Would watch the shit out of that. Yeah. Uh, like, so, Mr. Whalen, do you have any new business ventures? It's like, yes, a park with dinosaurs. <laughs> I guess <laughs> aliens would win, no question. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. The other but, thing yeah. to remember Maybe is... Maybe not the T-Rex, though. He's the best. Yeah. <laughs> but the... a T-Rex alien? Oh, oh shit. Oh, that's what you could do. Yeah, hell yeah. A chest-bursting scene out of a T-Rex? Holy shit. Oh the T Rex wouldn't even like die. It would just like he could probably chest burst. Like, dude, you don't know what it's going to chest burst. Right. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, I'm imagining a, a little chest burster, and then the spitter can spit <laughs> oh. multiple facehuggers. Oh, oh man, god. Uh, the only thing to remember about the series, though, is <laughs> yeah. it was most of it was made in a time where continuity wasn't something we were all that concerned about when we were making sequels. That yeah. was not a huge concern of storytellers in movies at the time. Uh, so when you made a sequel to Alien. It, it was not considered important to the audience that things connect like very directly. And so I don't think it was important to the storytellers either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so those movies were kind of made basically each one in its own little vacuum. Right. Mm-hmm. And now we live in a world where the universe is the thing. Right. Yep. And I think Ridley Scott is like aware of that. And so he's sort of trying to make these movies consciously of that that like well that is what the audience actually is into now is these sort of like connective tissue of their their universes the post lost world right and so yeah. it does make everything's me, gotta tie together yes it does make me really curious because obviously once you reach alien your series stops doing that how much does he feel like he has to adhere to those things as he goes through these leads as this like lead up to it? I don't think you're ever going to get Sigourney Weaver back. No, and, no, no, and no, no. Then no. it would be like a stunt. I don't think it's and ever going to go that direct. She was the one. She was, re- and by the time we got to four, like it wasn't even Ripley anymore. It right, was a Ripley it was her clone, clone, right? Yeah. So it's like even there, yeah. we were getting to the point where it's like we've branded this, yeah. but we're actually going a little we're pretty bit far away, off, you oh, know, yeah. off that kind of thing. And even yeah. Resurrection found a cool way to. I feel like it worked that. Um, you know the sort of weirdness of like like why is Ripley even here? They they kind of worked those themes into the film itself. It was mm-hmm. kind of a meta film in a way. Like as I recall, is like I don't know. I'm kind of forgetting the details, but I just really liked how you know Ripley and in Resurrection was like she was sort of Ripley. She was sort of a clone, but you know, but yet the film kind of eventually just sort of became about her. Like she is like mm-hmm. the mother to the aliens at that point. Like she was more connected to the aliens and even like 
you know she was more of a mother to the alien than the queen was right mm-hmm. to the to, mm-hmm. to the alien so i mean i feel like that was like a movie not just about aliens but about like our fascination with like ripley mm-hmm. and her character in mm-hmm. a way mm-hmm. that's but interesting it's, it, it's kind of like a reversal of of the physical growth of the alien because it's like when it when it uh, plants itself into a seed and then it bursts out with some of their characteristics. And with the clone, they went the other way, where we now have a Ripley running around with some alien characteristics. Yeah, exactly. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Alien Covenant plays like what would have burst out of Prometheus's chest if an alien. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just yeah. got a little bit of that alien. In yeah. It. yeah, that's that's a really interesting observation. I so my just a goof. My biggest complaint about the movie is is pretty much along the lines of Andy's, and it. Uh, it's twofold, though. I said this in my review. I feel like it has a clunky second act, even though the second act is like one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yes, um, it does feel like it takes a sort of like hard left turn from the movie we're watching, and then kind of like circles back around to being that movie. And I'm not against that necessarily. It feels a little clunky, but that's ultimately like it's got this weird clunky middle chapter. That's kind of how the whole movie feels. Like that, I like I really mm. really enjoyed the experience of it. But because we're now in this world where Ridley Scott does feel like this kind of seems to need to be connective to Prometheus, which came before, and Alien, which will come after, it feels it has a middle chapter feel to it where I never totally connected with these characters the way I have, even in things like Prometheus. Like, I never, something about it felt like everything was kind of like disposable here. Mm-hmm. These are all building blocks and pieces, you know, these are like pieces that need to be fulfilled from Prometheus and then pieces that need to be like sort of collected so that we can start assembling towards alien. It just, it felt, it had this weird middle kind of like, Oh, this is like a, almost like a side story, you know, like it, it's not as doesn't have the significance or weight of something like Prometheus or alien. It's like a, a a wishy-washy middle in between something like that. I don't, yeah, Does that I mean, make any sense? Yeah, and I think for me, a lot of that comes from you don't spend a lot of time with the human characters yeah. in the beginning enough yeah. to get attached to them mm-hmm. for it to matter when they die. I love the way that they yes. die, <laughs> yeah. um, and all of those scenes are awesome. But like, even watching the what's it, the Last Supper, yeah, um, like YouTube, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, prologue chapter, yeah, um, like I didn't feel like I knew anybody. I was like, oh, that's. Um, uh, what's uh, Danny McBride yeah. in a hat, and his name is Tennessee because that's how we name characters yes, in, yeah, this, in yeah. this franchise. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it's fun and it's great, but like <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> Dallas, Tennessee, yeah. they're, they're yeah, all named um, that way. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, there's one more too in Ripley. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't remember. Is there a Tex? Is there? No, a... There's one in uh, in Aliens. There's um, another state. I'm trying to remember. Anyway. But yeah, the but it has all the trappings, but it yeah. doesn't spend Utah, enough time. Wisconsin, with, oh, that's Point Break. <laughs> uh, it doesn't spend allow you to spend enough time getting to know them yeah. to feel like they matter because right. they all feel very yeah. disposable. Well, it's very sad, and like I was bummed about that because I actually really loved the cast. And I, yeah, and I really liked the characters. Yes, and then as soon as and I was getting to know them, I was getting to like you know you get a sense of who everybody is to yeah. an extent and. And and then, but they kind of all just get their couple moments, yeah. and then they're kind of disposed of. Yeah. And as soon as David shows up again, it's his movie. Oh yeah. And then it just becomes all about him. And then the cast is just kind of tossed off to the side. Mm-hmm. And like you don't need some of them that you spend most of the time with, like the uh, I forget the guy's name, uh, da- but he's played by Damian Bashir. Mm-hmm. And like you don't even, I mean, you don't even get to see him die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like they just show up and. You just sort of assume that, you know, that an alien's burst out of his chest. And yeah. it's just like, it's a bummer, though, because 
the cast was one of the huge strengths in the film. Yeah. Just oh, kind of yeah. ditches it, you yeah. know? I felt like, too, there was a couple times where I didn't realize who was who was shacked yes. up with who until one of them died. Yep. Yes. And I got oh, the yeah. other one's reaction. Yeah. That's exactly right. I, yeah. I, I like, believe they suggested the guy you were talking about. He had a husband, right? Yes. Yeah. And he did? They, yep. What? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. When yeah. his husband dies, he like has a moment yeah. for yeah. it. And, and that and, was the first time I realized the character was gay. And yeah, I was like, exactly. that seems like what? such a significant no idea. One interesting thing. What I like about that is, as I always say, when it's not a thing anymore, yeah, right. then yep. it won't be a thing. Yeah. And so like the fact that that was That's cool. missable is yeah. a cool yeah. thing. Yeah. But uh, I, I think that you can have your cake and eat it too in both regards. Yeah. You know, yeah. You yeah. could have had a normal exchange yeah. with him. There's the part where at the... that moment, I didn't even know they had ever met. Right. And then I yeah, find right. out, oh, they were married. Okay. I mean, that's one thing I will say in favor of the that prologue is that it does like, they're clearly a couple. Yes, that, which is I cool. do remember that. And it also establishes like, oh, yes, that is James Franco. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though he's also in that for like, like uh, 10 seconds. Yeah. So he, they to they just take the footage from 127 hours <laughs> and show it on a video screen. <laughs> yeah. when, when he first popped up, I was like, was that... Was that Franco? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I think so. And it's like, I had watched Last Supper the day before. <laughs> yeah. And I totally, fr- it didn't, so. But he you know, pops up just long enough to, like, make everything all about him. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hey, I'm in this movie. Hey! Uh, it's, it's very much his Pineapple Express character. Yes. And, yeah. that, and then they flashed to his 127 hours character. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, so, I mean, Ridley Scott has become the king of the extended <laughs> director's cut. And this is, like, the first time I've seen a Ridley Scott movie that I immediately was like, I really hope there's an extended director's cut and that I can watch it soon because mm-hmm. the it, I I think it's a shame that so much story was given to these like weird prologue things they released on the internet. I would like those things to be in the movie. I think for one and there are some lines from the trailer that are not in the movie either. The most important one is never in the actual movie Alien Covenant do they establish that they're all couples. That's never said out loud in the movie Covenant. We all know that because there's a line in the trailer about that, and that's established in that Last Supper thing. I paid attention to that in the movie. That's wild, yeah. It's never explained I, yeah. in the movie that the crew is all couples. And it makes sense because it's like, yeah, they're going to populate a yeah. new world. Yeah. We need yes. know, family units. And, and having that explained makes a lot of the quote-unquote stupid decisions that everybody loves to complain about in these movies make a lot more sense because what's yep. on the line for them are like oh, their spouse. It's so personal that of course right. they would make dumb decisions yeah. trying to get out of this situation as the bad things mount. Dumb decisions are actually a staple of this franchise. Yes, oh, yeah. 100%. From moment one, yeah. the behavior... And- the whole thing is about just people, listen to Ripley. That's yeah, yeah, what the right. whole first movie is Ripley about. Ripley fucking knows. Yeah. Um, unless you're Newt, don't get into the cryo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Doesn't yeah. end well. And the second movie, they literally bring her along because you know she knows what she's doing. Yes. Yeah. Yep. They listen to her. Yeah. No. And they very much set up Catherine Waterson's character to do a similar thing here, which is like just listen to her. Yeah. Yep. You know? she knows what's up. Yeah. It's kind of like um, I, this is a the film that popped into my mind and thinking about like family relationships and horror is um. The Hills Have Eyes remake. Oh, I I've not that seen that. Remake. The Alexandre or Alejandre Asia, Alexander Asia. I don't know his name, but a French director he did, high did, did High yeah. Tension. Horns. And oh yes, underrated. So with Hills Have Eyes. I mean, it is a horrifying, brutal, disgusting, like, extremely violent movie. And but the real horror in it is is that you know this family who's lost out. You know when they start dying. You know, the people react as if, oh, my God, my father is is being burned alive. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, my sister was just raped by a mutant. Like, oh, my God, my my other sister just got shot in the head. Like, you feel everything, every character's loss um, is experienced through the horror of, like, 
the family relationship mm-hmm. and you really feel it. And this, yeah, this film, I didn't get any of that kind of, except for like Catherine Waterston's like, you know, reaction to yeah. Franco getting burned up at the beginning. That's the only real moment where I really felt like the, the power of uh, that, I thought McBride did trauma. a decent job. I'm just with, blown uh, away by he's... your breakdown of The Hills Have Eyes because yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. And I thought that was like head and, head and shoulders above all of those just like uh, most of them were the Platinum Dunes. I don't yeah, think yeah, yeah. Platinum Dunes, those remakes of that era. And that one really fucked me up. Yes. And I could never really verbalize why, but that's precisely yeah. why. You it, put yourself in your personal. shoes. Oh, my God. I'm, my father is being burned alive. Like, yeah. what if you fucking saw that? You'd be... You'd ruined, be ruined for life, yeah. And, and you know, though, it earns later. You know, when the guy has the axe, yes. but he flips it. Oh, it yeah. earns that later because we love our vengeance tales, where it's oh, just it's like, incredible. oh, you you survived so much fucked up shit. You're allowed to do this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but in this movie, I, I did feel that from Billy Crudup's character as well because he is absolutely devastated. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. When his wife yeah. dies, and like you know, if it's not for Catherine Morrison, like she shakes him out of it yeah. enough to keep him functioning. Right. But you can tell. Yeah. From that point on, in the movie that he's not yeah. really making decisions. He is another character that I really hope it turns out there's an extended director's cut that gives a little more time to because mm. he yeah. the his whole the premise of his character being the only man of faith there ends up I not imagine his wife was too right i mean maybe I, but yeah. like I, it just never really comes into play ultimately in the story she does have that one line where he's he's saying something to like you know like trying to like you know um you know uh chin up buckaroo to, yeah, to yeah. daniels and then his wife's like yo even when he's happy he's unbearable right <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So I, I want i would have loved to see that well there's yeah. that one moment where his wife uh the carmen and jogo character where she's she's in the room when uh, the other dude has the backburster experience, mm. and right when she knows that he's like, basically she knows he's about to die, and she, oh yeah, this, she kind of hugs him mm-hmm. a little bit, and it's almost like she is almost like she's saying a prayer for him in yeah. her mind. She's like yeah. kind of giving him his last rites. So yeah. I imagine I read her character as also being being a, being a, person, a person of faith. Of faith. Yeah. I also wonder if the faith thing might have been a little bit of lazy screenwriting to just explain his bad decision making. Like, oh, he has faith. You know? Yeah. Like, so yeah. that's why he looks into a fucking alien egg. It feels <laughs> like it can't be to me because yeah, the that, whole that, focus... That not that anyone does that. Yeah. yeah. It, it, the whole focus of Prometheus uh, uh, with um, uh, Numir Peachy's character. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what's I've never name? heard anyone say it that way. Is that how? Is that, uh, I've never known how to yeah. say it. I'm like, Numi I just Rapace. made that up kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Numi Rapici is much better. Let's go with that. <laughs> uh, what was her character's name? Like, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shaw. Shaw. Her whole thing was she was a woman of faith, right? That right. was like a very significant point yeah. in Prometheus. So the fact that they introduced okay. another character who was very specific about being a man of faith, I was like, Oh, this makes sense. Like it's he's going to continue to explore yeah. this theme. I get you. And then it's never really brought back up in the movie in any significant way. Mm-hmm. The only thing I thought afterwards that was really interesting about that was: Does anybody know how far into the future this is from Prometheus? I think six they said, years late. Ten years. Ten later. years. Yeah, yeah. They ten, said years? ten years. Ten years. Because yeah. I wonder if. Ten, okay, so I wonder if. Um, uh, Elizabeth Shaw's discovery is something that is known by humanity, and thus we now live in a post-faith world. Does that make sense? It that- makes sense, but I, I'm not... I, I don't even know if they put... I mean, it, it could certainly be argued. Yeah. I don't know if it's if it's doing that, though. No, Right. I don't know if it is, but I, because it's brought up and then literally never used for yeah. anything, I'm wondering if that's the significance of it, that, like... It's even more ridiculous for him to be a man of faith because he's now a man of faith in a world that basically knows 
they were like created by something that is not the god everybody believes. You know what I mean? Well, each if movie, that were the case, like I mean, Prometheus, you can these two movies are basically both like they're bi- they're kind of Bible stories, right? Like, yes. Prometheus was like the Tower of Babel, right? Yes. Like reaching for the gods, and this is what happens when you try to reach for the heavens, mm-hmm. you know. And this is very much you know Noah's Ark, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. The couples going yeah. off together. And um, it's even got the plagues. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that's really interesting. I did not take it as Noah's Ark at all. I took, oh yeah. Because I, I took this as uh, the the fall, the Adam and Eve story. Ooh, oh, that's it. Is perfect when you arrive, and then totally fucking it up. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. That's the trailers yeah. had that line: "The path to paradise is paved in hell," or something yeah. like that. And they keep referring to the planet as a potential paradise. Yeah. When also then you go with like Ridley Scott, like he directed that Exodus Gods and Kings Dude. movie. Which I, was, I never saw. I was thinking it's, that it's when, not the, good. when the plague, <laughs> yeah. when the plague scene happened. I think I said to you, Dan, yeah. after the movie, I was like, I never saw Exodus Gods and Kings, but I was like, I wonder if he made that movie. It was like a huge disappointment, and nobody went to see it. And he was like, "Motherfucker, I really want to tell my Bible story. Oh, you don't want to oh, come yeah. see it when it's a Bible yeah. story? Well, fine, I'll make my fucking alien movie I'll put my some Bible goddamn, story. Right. Goddamn aliens! Yeah. I think that's something I mentioned in my review. Is like he basically Ridley Scott doesn't really want to make any more alien movies. He wants to make these movies about like you know god religion our relationship with our creator about the heavens the universe and like this is how he can make those movies yeah and he, he just and that's where the xenomorph the alien character kind of feels a little bit tacked on in this movie i think is probably it's he kind of does this reverse engineering to like okay like i'm gonna start with the god i'm gonna start with this like biblical tale and you reverse engineer in the aliens, you know, which is, yeah. I, I, I feel it, you know, I, you can tell when you're watching it. Oh, absolutely. It feels kind of but I feel in. like Ryan has a really good point on that, where with the alien being this agent of chaos amidst all of this talk of creation and, uh, you know, sort of, you know, how organized is all of this? Like what begets what? And, and mm-hmm. what does that mean? Uh, if, if what he's really trying to talk about is, well, they're, none of that matters. It's, it's the chaos and the randomness of nature that matters then including the alien. And it does kind of make sense in, in some way and, and does kind of fit like the, the, what he might be exploring. It fits but the it does themes feel, of the alien movies yeah. in general, yeah. but, but it's more specifically, you know, biblical. Yeah. Obviously yeah. than the other movies. Right. Yeah. Oh, for if sure. They advertised it as Prometheus two and did it without the aliens in it. I think I would have, I think it would have been a better movie. Yeah. Yes. Movie, you know, but, or if it had just been Covenant. Movie. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I feel like the other thing is that that the only thing that that would change potentially would yeah. be just some of the design yeah. and the fact that there are eggs. Yeah. Because other than that, like, there's all that stuff is in yes. the Prometheus. Yes, 100%. So, like, I don't know Truth. that. Like, I really feel like it's just that iconic H.R. Giger design yeah. that makes this Alien Covenant versus Prometheus Covenant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what structurally like would change that other than saying like, oh, David like did the development right. turn the goo into the thing. Right. I just before we lose her, I uh, I missed the Shaw character a lot. Yes, I was excited when I saw her name in the cast Me list, too. thinking that she would be in this. Yeah, yeah. And I, I missed that character because I really, really enjoyed her character in um, Prometheus. Uh huh. And uh, but then I believe you said this, Ryan, about the people who ask the questions are the ones that end up being no. granted. I mean, I, I was that yours? Right. And he said that end up being granted mm-hmm. survival. And it is funny that when I think of a person of faith that is someone who's not asking questions or at least yeah. asking considerably less. Yeah. And so in that respect, Shaw's got to go. Yeah. And uh, you know she and to have her unceremoniously just dumped off in a flashback. 
Yeah, yeah but, I, that does fit that. But mm-hmm. That's actually my biggest problem with this movie as a Prometheus sequel is that I feel like it reduces like David was such a a more complicated character in Prometheus. Yeah, and this really just does make him into the devil. Yeah, um, in part because of what happens with him and Shaw off screen yeah. because. Like, they leave as, like, a partnership. Like, mm-hmm. they've had some fucked up shit that happened, and it was mostly his fault. Mm-hmm. But, like, they leave together to find the answers. Mm-hmm. And this makes it where he's just playing her in that. And I, yeah. I don't like that, because I, I mean, like that It could that be argued, though, too, at the end of Prometheus, that that was just a method of him keeping himself alive. That's what yeah. I mean. Like, you know, like But, it, it, like, that's not how I took it when I watched Prometheus. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. You know? And so I felt like there was more to this character, whereas this, like, he's much more two-dimensional mm-hmm. um, David in this movie than he is in Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I think for... See, yeah, the way I read it, though, was this is like 10 years l- later. Like, it feels to me like he is evolving, uh, which is an interesting thing, just the notion of a, of a programmed robot being able to evolve. Uh, and that evolution and what it means is is changing him. And it's defining him. I think that David, we, the David in Prometheus is a very indistinct, undefined, and that's why so interesting, like very complex and complicated character because he has not yet like defined himself or, and maybe doesn't even know that that's like an option for, you know what I mean? That's like mm-hmm. a thing he's well, if I could tie this coming to understand about Ridley Scott's age and asking all the big questions. Yeah. I think in that way, David sort of represents him because there's a small, like, it seems like a throwaway line in this movie where David's talking to Walter. Yeah. And he references some quote and he says, Oh, that's Byron. Yeah. And Walter corrects him. He's like, No, it's not that. He's aging. Yeah. He is falling victim to the entropy that we all fall victim yeah. to. And in that urgency of, Oh, man, I actually am not invincible because mm-hmm. we're all born feeling invincible. Yeah. You know, uh, not invincible. I better get to making something real quick. Yeah. And so. I, I think that's what, what David's going through is just the fact that he realizes, like, oh, I am I am as impermanent as mm-hmm. anything else that I deemed myself better than. I really got to make some shit. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's and just the idea that like um, the creative process is so like meaningful to existence is such an interesting thing to explore, especially to have it be explored by this character that turns out to ultimately have like very nefarious plans. Um, but they seem to be born of his his relationship with his creators, basically, right? And and uh, the notion then that they prevented him from creating and having that meaning and discovering that meaning through create that's like a very interesting thing to sort of explore. Again, he's not really like throwing any answers out to any of this. He's just kind of asking these questions and exploring. Yeah. And, and I think that would totally work for me if it was if we'd never seen David before. Yeah. It was like, this is the motivation for the villain in this movie. Yeah. That totally works for me. But as a continuation of that character, yeah. it just doesn't and feel Prometheus, like that. Yeah. Yeah, that curiosity. Bridge. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that it, there's a bridge there and we don't get to see it. Right. And I'm just, I feel like that's missing. I think yeah. we can just kind of assume because he spent like 10 years in relative isolation you know, that he must have just kind of gone crazy or he must have just developed a severe disdain for humanity, you mm-hmm. know, even though, ironically, he needs them in order mm-hmm. to, if he's ever going to get off that world, you know. He, well, he and it ultimately them. leads to the question of in creating a David, did human beings actually create life? Right. You know, it, it's right. once again, the wheel yeah. turns, you know, did they? And so then... And did he, they create their own destruction just the way we, you know, and that's then oh, you yeah. get to the alien well, it part of it, the which wheel is, too. yeah. Because yep. he does invent the Xenomorph, right. as it were, but uh, 
you know, if if AVP is to be believed, we knew about the xenomorphs thousand or was it like three hundred years right. ago? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> and, yeah. his, and his is, killing... how much is AVP connected to this universe? Is <laughs> I, 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 it's, yeah, I don't know. Connected? I, is that I right? Know. Yeah. But uh, to talk about the closing loops thing, the thing that I, I again, like, I do actually think it's interesting that David develops this way is his killing of all the engineers means that the actual like the series of loops that's happening here if uh, again if we can agree on a certain number of things if the engineers created humanity and humanity created david and david goes back and kills the engineers and then he makes aliens that go back and kill humanity it's the same yeah, exact ladder it's the same tree of it's the largest frankenstein yes, story ever told the yeah. creation's creation comes back and kills the initial creator yeah, and he's the, the creator and the destroyer though. right right he's both yeah alien yes. destroys man woman inherits the earth <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> if ridley go. scott dies making the next alien so it's like alien killed him it, it'll just the loop will close <laughs> yeah and the world will turn into a sun, <laughs> and we will all burn, but we will be happy. Yeah. And then we'll we're in a, um, in a, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sunshine. That mo- then we're in that Oh, movie. yes. <laughs> and his ma- that you know, now that I'm thinking about this, is that kind of the metaphorical thing he's doing anyway, which is like, so uh, for millennia, humanity needed God, needed this concept of God to like kind of survive, right? So we're like created by God, quote unquote, and we needed that concept. Now that we're developing AI, if we create our own creation, does that, just that creation, just its existence, kill God? In the sense that once we have created in the same way that we believed to have been created, Mm -hmm. do we no longer need a concept of a creator because we have become the creator? So creating something actually just kind of kills the concept of being create right like it yeah that that creation circles back well, and kills the initial God, creator you don't have to fear exactly God. Yeah. yeah right well that's I, well, go and for so it. it just right it rides yeah. that out literally and physically and that's why it's cool that it that the, he only raises questions and never answers them right. because we could have all mm-hmm. of these like yes super what i think are super interesting discussions yeah exactly yeah, yeah it's like it is more interesting for us to be able to like unpack these questions without having to go well in the context of the movie like it's clearly this so you know what i mean with him only asking the questions we can only then further ask those questions oh, yeah. and yeah. try and dissect we're them. not really even talking about the plots right. and how they connect because yeah. of these questions yeah, they, yeah they've trumped it yeah and that's why this was like i thought so good you know what i mean like i, I i'm disappointed that people seem to be disappointed by this movie because I would rather have movies like this. Right. I would rather get that like grindhouse kind of horror exploitation stuff and get all these philosophical questions. Like that's a fun movie watching experience. Yeah. That's that's why I like this so much. I definitely, even though I was like disappointed with it, I, I still want to see it again. Like I, I, I need to see it. Michael yeah. Fassbender play the flute with himself yeah. <laughs> immediately and, again. And I feel almost like certainly like I had a really good rewatch experience with Prometheus, which I felt similarly. Yeah, about. me too. Yeah. And um, and you know, I'm sure that this is going to happen again with this movie. I, I was I saying that to uh, my friend Jacob. Uh, I'm going to be on his podcast based on nothing uh, this week. Uh, we're talking about Speed Racer, uh, nice. but we he was he like did not like this movie. And he also had hated Prometheus. And, like, he's the type of dude that, like, is actively like, nah, that movie's a piece of shit. Uh, and then watched Prometheus, like, two weeks before Covenant came out and was like, that movie's amazing. I was so wrong. That movie is absolutely yeah. incredible. So then when he started shitting on Covenant, I was like, dude, you know in five years you're going to be telling me how much you love this movie. Like, why are you doing this to yourself? Just enjoy yeah. it now. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, I wish this had been 3D. 
And mm. I wish that they had done like a dual feature screening of like Prometheus. Oh, and oh right. I would have totally. I would have yeah. totally done yeah. that. If I could see Prometheus and IMAX 3D again, I would do it. In oh, a second. I would do oh, it yeah. in a heartbeat. It's still the best I've best ever 3D seen. I've seen. I yeah. would have to bring a box wow. of Kleenex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I wrote this note down, so it's probably I wrote it while I was at work today. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> sorry guys, <laughs> and, uh, no, I wrote it down because I just I was thinking about the movie, and uh, so Covenant refers to like the agreement generally that creator can give life, but at any point can take it away. That's the deal. Take it or leave it. Right. And so in my head, that's a little bit why the engineer destroys David. It just like, rah, hits him right. in, in Prometheus. And I think he sees David as a mockery of creation. Right. Because like he created, presumably, right. these humans and now wants to destroy their failed experiment. Yeah. But sees that and it's like, you, you even thought you could do what I did and right. you made this thing? And so you know, that obviously weighs on David a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, it seems generally in these stories that God gives and takes life unless life can kill God first. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and whether that's metaphorical or physical, it's just like we were talking about before. Once you become a God, you no longer need him. And that's right. the goal because to be God is to live without fear. Right. And um, But then where I ultimately landed here is that David in some type of way, I guess, succeeds in that he's like the one thing a xenomorph can infect. Mm-hmm. Right. They cannot kill the like they could rip him to shreds mm-hmm. if they wanted to, but they can't kill their god. Like he actually stepped up a little bit ahead of everyone else, it seems. I did think that scene was super interesting when he goes face to face with the xenomorph and it's just sort of like staring at him because there's nothing it can really It doesn't see it, it as a biologically because inha- right. xenomorphs are not malicious. Right. They just survive and it just happens that their way of surviving is is, you know, like a virus. They have to mm-hmm. destroy a host. Mm-hmm. We do it too. Well, yeah. I wonder and, if there's a, an element of like you know when when a baby is born, uh, you know, you the first person you see, you know, you're you're probably you're already attaching, you're already connecting, right? Mm-hmm. And like this baby is born, the first person the baby sees is David, you know, and so. But don't we kind of like, know from the, the history father, of you know? alien movies that they fucking get birthed and just start murdering the shit out of everything in front yeah. of them? It's a good point. Well, also, I don't think that's the first thing they saw, unless he was there at every chest burst. Yeah. Right. True. You know, that yeah. he saw the eggs and the seeds and I, I took know. it more as what what I think you're you're uh, discussing he's is not this organic. right he's not organic so there's right. no use so for him in that right. way like this is a god that created a a very very successful in a uh, evolutionary sense yeah a very successful creature but they cannot best him right and i wonder if that know that though i well i wonder no if... they don't i just think it's more of a thematic thing okay. where it's like David wanted to be a god. Mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. mission accomplished. He did yep. it. Well, and that's interesting too because he makes reference to I finally perfected it. I've made the perfect organism or being or whatever. Nice callback and, to the first movie. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it's also perfect like, well, what does that mean and how does he know that? And maybe that's what he means is like he f- he finally found a way to get it exactly right where it's like it is strictly like it will never come for me. Like I finally, you know, the the engineers designed humans, which eventually got back to them and and you know could destroy them. I got back to them and destroyed them, and I could sure as shit destroy humanity. If I'm going to be the next part of this chain, I need to make something that can't come back and get me. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's like, what whether, he means by whether perfect. he did it on purpose right. or not. He, he, right. But I mean, he very well could have right. designed it where it's just like I figured out this. I figured out the one strength I have right. over everyone else because you all viewed me as this inferior robot. But it right. turns out that my robotness is what will make me last. Yes. It's what makes me not prey. Mm-hmm. 
But the cool thing there too is that that perfect organism thing plays into the relationship between David and Walter. Yes. Because Walter is supposed to be like a more perfect organism of David. You know, yes. it's supposed to be a, an updated version that well, is more, more perfect seamless to our needs. Right, yes. exactly. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, and yet so but David, you know, that kind of feeds into that sibling rivalry between them is like the more advanced versus the more human and you know David is is a very rough emotional reactive creature right mm-hmm. but walter you know can like you said fit our needs is that more perfect right you know, i guess it is it's more, well but... it's more perfect to us but is it yeah and, and i think that's what david is trying to make a point about to walter which is like it's more perfect to them because you're meant to serve them that's what that whole first scene is about right is that right. like it's all of this big philosophical conversation that all ends with and now serve me yeah uh and oh and, yeah that's true yeah. And, pour and, me the tea and yeah. what's interesting about that too is that um, David is even unique to us in that he has actually been there at the moment of his creator's death. Yes. And Walter hasn't. Mm-hmm. Right. So like us, he's derivative of uh-huh. something else and he only knows the story of Waylon. Right. Like, he wasn't there to experience that moment where like, you know, creation surpassed creator, so right. to speak. And nothing that Walter does like represents nature in any way. Right. He's just completely artificial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he takes our commands, he doesn't question it, he meets our needs and and he's just completely out of that cycle of life and death. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I, I have a, a somewhat bizarre question because it's less thematic and more just like direct details. I'm very curious what you guys think about this. I think somebody brought it up on the Slash Filmcast. Okay, so at the end, and Dan, this will be a great place oh, to talk great. about. I'm sure you want to talk say. about. Can yeah, I just go ahead. before we get into this? Yeah. When we walked home from the theater yeah. from Alien, we were actually talking about the nature of the design of David and quote-unquote, air quotes, improvement into Walter. Oh, yes, yeah. And I'm trying to remember what angle that conversation took because it was really interesting. I don't remember. Because I, cause I remember we spoke about how in Prometheus, yes. uh, one of the things he said when they were like, oh, wow, you're, you're a robot. And he said, well, you know, they made they designed me to look like you because then you'd actually talk to me. Oh, oh yes, I remember what And we so then about. the technology actually progressed to a point where that was too much for us. Yeah. We said, I, I like that... You know, I want to talk to him because he reminds me of me. But unless he's just a little bit more machiny, I won't feel comfortable having power over. Yeah, him. you know, like I, what, I won't what feel we talked about owning this device. I remember now is what we talked about is in in the original Alien series, the trick of almost every movie is which one of these people is a robot. Mm-hmm. Which means yep. at some point in the future of this timeline, we go back. We we so when we initially designed David. David is so close to being perfectly human that we wouldn't even know he's a robot. Not quite, though. So close. And that so close makes us really uncomfortable. So we intentionally backdate this development yeah, we've we made. Yeah, we dial it down. We dial it down to make it more robotic so that we do know that it's a robot because we're more comfortable with that. But then at some point, we go way further ahead of that. We realize that that's not actually what we want. We go so far ahead that we go like, oh, no, actually, we were closer to what we wanted with David. We want to go full force with like – and it's very interesting, interesting to me right. that that's something he addresses in this movie, this this idea of certain advancements feel like they happen too fast for humanity, so they dial them back. But then eventually something takes over. I, w- I would expect it – you know based on this all being this whaling corporation that is designing these things and blah, 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 some sort of nefarious need for money or whatever is what eventually results in, no, 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 we go way further forward and make it so perfect no one can even know it's a robot. Yeah, and, and part of that is obviously for plot reasons, but yes. it's also the androids in those movies are treated as equals. They're not yes, treated as servants. Right. So it's like if we want a servant, we need to make it really robot-like. Yeah. And if we want a coworker, 
we need to dial it back up. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't even think about that aspect of it. But also, too, in the future entries, the ones that are so not robots that they can pass for human, the reason they exist, we always find out, is because the company needed right. an inside man that's what that I mean, would yeah. answer to them yeah. only. Yeah. Except but, for Winona yeah. Ryder. Yes. yes. Right. That's a robot oh who made a robot. That's because Winona Ryder is actually a robot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ash, though, in in Alien, in Home, he... Nobody knows he's an alien, right? You say he's the inside, or nobody knows he's, he's an alien. alien? <laughs> oh, which cut did you watch? <laughs> Extended director's cut. Um, yeah. So as an android, though, nobody knows he's an android. Like you said, he's the inside man. But in a way, he's really a lot like Walter because he's his number one mission is to follow the. You know, he's not going to do anything against the Whalen Utani Corp's right. orders, mm, right? Yeah. Whereas, in maybe Bishop is almost Bishop is like way more quote-unquote human mm-hmm. you know so he's almost more like david in a way yeah even though oh, but he has the yeah. capacity for empathy mm-hmm. and he obviously like wants to save ripley wants to mm-hmm. save newt and like you know he's there for everybody right so it's kind of i don't know it's interesting it is interesting yeah. i don't really know yeah, the nature like of robots in there, the alien but... universe is like really really interesting <laughs> i think it par- it's, it's parallel to the idea that we have of like religious folk have a free will yeah and the idea is like God made you in his image, but he made you imperfect. Right. You know, you are capable of flaw, but we gave you free will as a form of, you know, like you get to use your judgment to prove your worth as having this existence. Yeah. You, know, you get to prove it by not being preordained. And so in David, Walter, and Bishop, we're kind of, oh, not so much uh, Walter, oh, but uh, like, well, David and Bishop. Yeah. Because obviously you're right. Bishop clearly has, uh, you know, uh, he, a capacity for empathy. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that's necessarily programmed into him, yeah. but uh, it is. He had the ability to develop that, whereas David had curiosity, right? And that ended up going the angle of you know, we've Frank got dark Tes- side. Tesla yeah. and, your, and your Edison. You know, yeah. he, he got kind of dickish about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I think in a way, it's just it, when he says, you know, oh, I, I perfected it. Yeah, you know, in perfecting the aliens, like they, he almost made them emotionless purposefully. Mm-hmm. Because that's perfect. Right. They will, you know, perfection in that definition is what will survive. Yeah. And so what is ultimately the flaw in humans is our ability, you know, it's, it's a strength and a weakness is the ability to feel, mm-hmm. you know, and so we see that even in our creations of the robots. Yeah, yeah. But the aliens do, at least in, in the second film, you can tell that the queen has emotions. Mm-hmm. Like what happens when her fucking babies get lit up? She goes on a revenge mission just to. It's not to further her. No, species. these are presumably they've evolved to, further than right. David's That's creation. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, but she her she goes on a revenge mission against Ripley, right? Mm-hmm. So she actually does have. You know, but maybe that's just a common maternal instinct, of course, which of course kind of surpasses exists. emotion, you know, in a way, or mm-hmm. like it. It's something else. Definitely, the whole series has always been about sort of like instincts versus yep. uh, logic. It'd yes. be cool if there was a scene where a baby alien, like a car, rolled down the driveway on it, <laughs> and then the queen alien, just with a sudden adrenaline burst, <laughs> was able to lift the car and free her child. <laughs> I would watch that. When aliens are living in the suburbs. Yeah. Once, yeah. They, once they've conquered everybody. Yeah. When the predators stop keeping them down, yeah. they finally Fuck get yeah. a chance to succeed. 
Uh, so here, here's my practical question. I think this will dovetail nicely into something that I'm, I'm certain you want to talk about, Dan. Oh yeah. So the the ending, the ending. Uh, and it's quote unquote twist, uh, which I'll it's let. Not uh, a I twist. know. I'll let you address <laughs> this no in twist. a second. I'll let you address this it in a just second. Happens. That's but it's specifically that is I have a very practical question about that. So one of the things is, uh, you know, so David and Walter getting an amazing android kung fu battle. Oh yeah. That uh, is just incredible. I love that this movie has so many different kinds of like B movies wrapped up inside of it. Uh, but one of the things that happens is, if I'm not mistaken, Walter takes that, uh, or maybe it's not, I forget who does it. It actually, it must be Daniel. Somebody takes the nail thing and shoves it through David's throat. Oh, Am yeah, I wrong? When, um, Daniel's shoves her, Daniel's her nail yeah. necklace yep. into uh, David's uh, Right, chin, into yeah. David's throat, right? And then they get in their kung fu he has battle. He a cool samurai beard for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they get in their kung fu battle. Uh, and at this point, uh, uh, Walter has already lost a hand, right? Mm-hmm. So Walter's got a lost hand, uh, and David's got a nail through his neck, right? And they fight, and they fight, and they fight. And then when the quote-unquote twist comes, it's because David has made himself look like Walter, which means he's removed his hand and somehow healed up his wound. My thought is, did he actually somehow transfer his data or consciousness Mm. into Walter's body when he kissed him? Is that what the whole kiss is about? Because because he, he both has healed his neck and removed his hand. Is it maybe more likely that he just somehow, like, took over Walter's body? None of this is addressed. I'm just curious. When he, when he kissed him, though, because... Right, because there's, the fight happens after that, and right? And goes on in his yeah. own body, and then the fight happens yeah. after that. I didn't really... But, I mean, it certainly could be argued that he, that he went into... Transfers into his body somehow? I was I kind of like annoyed that by that. Is still there. Yeah. Or maybe those yeah. things heal. Right. Or, or maybe that's how um, she fig- she kind of figures it out, because she's the below Oh, yeah, she gets that low angle. So maybe she can't oh. see Yeah, I'd like to see it again on. and yeah. see that, yeah. The frustrating thing, I feel like it's it's one of those like movie rules where, like, a character isn't dead until you see that they're yes. dead. You know, like, so there is that scene, you know, the scene where David reaches out and grabs the knife... And then it cuts immediately yeah. back to the ship. And you're, you know, I was like, okay, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And then when only one of them walked out, I kind of, you know, made the, okay, okay, obviously this is David. Like, yeah. I, you know, you kind of see I think you coming. are supposed to know that. I yeah. think that's where right. all the tension from the finale comes from. Absolutely. But I was just kind well, of annoyed, though. I was like, I don't know. There's so, there's so much unsaid and and left um there's so much left undefined there's few very few answers mm-hmm. like kind of like mm-hmm. going back to the theme of the film but uh you know I, I wouldn't have minded if if they had made that a little bit more clear if they had filled in a little bit of that mm-hmm. gap mm-hmm. of like these questions that mm-hmm. we're asking mm-hmm. I wonder how much of that is just but I think, lazy screenwriting unfortunately I think the tension though of the final moment between him and Daniels is that we're pretty sure we know that that's yeah. David, well, but we're not 100% and, and positive it, yet. And it goes on long enough after he comes yes. back where you're like, wait, if he's David, then why is he doing Yeah, this? why is he, he reacting this way? Yeah. Why is and he, yes. you're watching him yeah. perform. Yeah, the, the tennis match that he's playing kind of with himself yeah. almost, yeah. And with the audience. Yeah. Um, I think that's really fun. I know, me too, yeah. yeah. I think so fun about that is it's the best dramatic irony. Yes. Because we come out of it, we're going, they're not telling me which one it is outright. Yeah. But I think I know David. I'm pretty sure I know. And David's the type of guy that would figure out a way to win that fight. You know, he just... You're hoping it's not. Yeah. And so as she's getting in the the chamber, you're just going, just just stay awake for seven years. Just keep one eye out. You can do it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, exactly. That whole moment, I was like, don't go in there. Don't go in there. there. Don't go in there. And we still don't know, but then we do get the good, like, oh! 
when yeah. he does the reveal because we kind of knew the whole time. Yeah. So why do you think he? Why do you think he helps them defeat the alien? So he can get their ship. Yeah. Yep. Because and they're about to go those, colonize. Those... Like he's about to like actually get what he he's wants. He's got embryos. He yeah. can he can play in the lab yeah. a little bit. But more. if they but if the aliens kill them and the aliens right, I mean he still has the ship either way, right? Oh, so why is he keeping them alive? Yeah. Because that's how he perfected his creation was by giving yeah. a human host. Yeah. He needs point. human hosts. So he, he literally just got hosts. an alien farm. Yeah. Because he's Good got point. that ship is full of human bodies and yeah. embryos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alien ant farm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's literally an alien ant farm. Daniels, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> I covered that song. Uh, that, just in case you I loved that band. It's just um, like <laughs> the movies. <laughs> It's David and the last scene. All right, sorry. Yeah. We should do a podcast of just Alien Andy Ant Farm. Ant Farm. <laughs> Alien Andy A-A-F. Farm. I love it. And F as well. My last name, initial, my real name. Ah, oh, which is almost too perfect. Mm, <laughs> it has to be done. Yeah. Oh, wait, I had something about, about the David thing. Well, I think you... Oh, me. yeah, what Go I ahead. wanted was... What the reveal should have been would not be him just being like, hmm, I'm David, that kind of thing. <laughs> would be if when she's when if he just committed to the Walter thing and then right as she went in and he went to activate the cryo sleep thing, he just operated the computer yes. with both hands. Dude, and I wanted that so bad. Was like, and <laughs> I know. I was so waiting. the whole that whole scene I was like, I think that actually would have been the hand. And I think people wouldn't be like, What a stupid twist because they would have been like, Oh, that was badass, you know. I really I really wanted it him to play it straight till she was asleep and then like just start like quoting Lawrence of Arabia or something yeah, yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like dancing through the yeah. ship like just the know, film didn't even need to answer it I, I feel like the film it could have had just like a final shot of just him like maybe the expression on his face sort of slowly fading into something a little more sinister is he just bored now is he shutting down or is he actually kind of returning to his kind of nefarious uh duties or, or maybe maybe a last shot of him just getting out the embryo and yeah. you know there there's there's ways i wonder if you know i i, I certainly think there there that could have also been interesting to like not we were reveal saying it in the theater we were like yeah. do you think they're gonna actually right we yeah i, I thought they were just gonna i thought they're gonna it leave like it. it's up in the air yeah. we just have to go yeah. oh man I, but I've, i have two thoughts about that one is you only do that if you know you're making another one right yeah. and i don't think he knows that and i think it serves this movie well for it to be a complete story on its own mm-hmm. and i think if we were to have left with not knowing whether that was david or walter it would not feel complete yeah it already has a middle chapter kind of feel to it i yeah. think had they left that open it really would have just felt like you know two towers it, w- it would yeah. have just felt yeah. like a, a a very middle chapter yeah. movie yeah because the way it ends it's not a cliffhanger right. it's an open ending of you yes. can go anywhere you it's don't the beginning to... of a new chapter yes. right so yeah i, I would have liked them to have it Spit like very clearly be Walter, yeah, and then Walter coughs up those little eggs, and it's oh, like, oh yeah. Walter's curious now. You know, like, oh yeah, that's cool. interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like oh, he's he I was am, inspired. You just reminded me of another detail type question I wanted to ask. What the fuck is Walter doing with that embryo at the beginning of the movie? You guys know what I'm talking about. One of the first things we see is Walter goes to the tray. He opens them up. There's all the embryos. And he mm. like he pulls one out and like puts it in like a special container oh, no, no, or something. No, no. That was a that was a dead embryo. He it was, was a clean, dead one. He was cleaning up. Okay, because uh, that one okay. was sitting in like a pool of fluid and oh. stuff. Yeah, and he pulled it out and kind of gave <laughs> just, it like an Aw. oh, what a shame. And then he went through like the disposal. Process. Well, and I think because of Prometheus and David's curiosity with the the basically embryos that he finds, 
I thought I was I thought they were setting a detail immediately of like and here's this robot's nefarious plan and oh, then it no, just no, like no. never came back and I like it could not figure out what it was where it was like he right. just did it dutifully like right. I have to clean that up that makes the way thing. more sense because when they ask him when they first wake up is how many embryos do we have left and he says oh like two died or something oh, like that. Or okay. we have, that makes out more of sense. 400 we have 398 yeah yeah, yeah. that makes oh, more sense know. that makes they more do sense. it like that so so just a way to deliver information yeah yeah I just I. But I think it also thematically resonates, too, because it's like we're going to this new planet to create life. Yeah. And before we even get there, our limitations yes. are slowing us yes. down. We have two embryos that just bit it because yep. that's just chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just what happened. Yeah. Our yeah. captain dies. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Yeah, good point. Because of our technology. Yeah. It was probably actually a, a tiny little preview of it was probably like a micro preview of what was going to happen to James Franco. Yeah. Like foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to say, it, though, the big complaint that I've been reading, cause, and it's only in these reviews where yeah. people go, that movie's a piece of shit. Yeah. The twist was stupid. Yeah. No twist. referring to the David yeah. reveal at the end. And it's like, and I wrote a thing about it. You can read it, but I'll say it. A yeah. twist makes you go back and recontextualize just about everything, if not everything. A reveal is when something is shown to you that you didn't know and you have to you know rethink maybe the last few minutes as you said before it's dramatic irony it's dramatic irony in this one because here it is left completely ambiguous until the point where it's not and if you have eyes and and we're watching or paying attention even a little bit you're wondering whether it's david or it's it's not a twist if If it was made clear to be walter and then they revealed that it was david that might be a little bit closer to a twist, yeah. but it's the ambiguity that did it. And even if it was and you had to recontextualize anything, it's like, what, 15, 20 yeah. minutes at yeah. most? A twist is if it had been like David all along from the yes, beginning exactly. of the Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. but it's not. Yeah. So just saying that. If you don't like the movie, just like it for, don't like it yeah. for a better reason. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. Like, one, <laughs> like one that exists. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, that, like it for good, bad reasons. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I, I could see someone hating this movie, but. Oh, yeah. Give me something besides something that didn't happen. Like when that flute scene started happening, that was like I, I was like loving it so much from the moment it started, and it only got better and better and better for me. But part of it, literally part of my enjoyment was of it was thinking about other people in the theater that were not there for a Prometheus movie, <laughs> yeah. that were there for an Alien movie, and had no idea what to do with that scene. Because uh, yeah, I think in our theater the response seemed pretty good. It, it did like, seem people pretty good. were pretty gobsmacked I mean, by just the ballsiness. Of yeah, it, yeah. You know? I, when I saw it, I was sitting next to the, there was a couple sitting next to us, and I was sitting next to the guy, and the girl was on the other side of him, and she had clearly never seen any of these movies before, yeah. and I just can't wow. imagine yeah. how terrible an experience that would be. Yeah, like just oh, yeah. not even knowing what the rules of and of the xenomorph are right. to even like step you into it. Yeah, it's like well, thirty minutes earlier you get you know backbursters and then and then 30 minutes later you get you know auto like robot erotica yeah, involving yeah. Flutes. <laughs> well that, i mean i like to picture that movie ends and she leans over to her husband and is just like was that james franco yeah <laughs> uh we, we have, she had a she had a lot of questions <laughs> there might not be a second date because <laughs> they were pretty young <laughs> We had uh, one of the former guests on this show, Chris Wood, a uh, very funny man. He enjoyed this movie quite a bit, but I thought he had a great encapsulation of what I assume most moviegoers think when that scene starts happening. He immediately commented on my review of the movie, dude, when those two microwaves started teaching each other flute, I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> 
perfect. I feel like that's probably how most moviegoers receive that scene. Like it, it, especially when it ends with them making out. Like I feel like at that point it takes a full dip into just like really trippy, heady. I think humor. Like I think it is actually mostly done for humor. Oh yeah, more yeah, than anything sure. else. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the whole like this movie and Prometheus remind me of like a fun sci-fi novel. that yes. would read. Yeah. More so than mm-hmm. they do other movies because yeah. it has all of those elements. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in text fiction, you're much more forgiving when things like play with tone and kind of jump back and forth. Yes. I would actually like to read this book, especially because I'd like to read these characters. Yeah. Since we didn't get as much of them yeah. as, mm-hmm. as we yeah. could yeah. have. Hundred percent. Dude, I just want to talk about that flute scene all goddamn day. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's an amazing piece of filmmaking to begin with. He's literally showing off. He's oh, like yeah. just oh, yeah. masturbating. Like it, it, it is the. I mean, well, I mean, he even. I know. He, 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 <laughs> who was it? He even was frames. <laughs> he frames it like the classic. Oh, this is how you shoot the same actor. Yep. You split the frame in half. You you lock it down. You shoot him on one side. Shoot him on the other. That's classically how we always did. You know, Freaky Friday. That's how you know. Yep. He even frames it like it's that classic shot. But then just starts shifting the perspective back and forth. Instead of having them never cross that line, not only do they cross that line, they start like touching each other and like <laughs> oh, yeah. it, it no, is. Yeah. They play a flute together. Yes, yeah. it's like it he is does the I, fingering. I will say fucking though, real. It's really cool, especially in this tone, and especially with someone like Fassbender at yeah. the core who does really seem to get the humor of that yes. moment and does seem to get the weight of what's going on technically and just in the context of the series. But uh, the same person has been handing themselves the same object since Back to the Future 2. Oh, yeah. So uh, oh, no, no, no. a little love there. And then also the the, Winkle, the Winklevi in yeah. um, uh, Social Network. They did all of that. But I think the term used was masturbatory. Yes. Yeah. This is so much more that because... Those just seem to, you know, it's the filmmaker saying, oh, check out the skill I have. But yeah. This is like, yeah, check out this fucking skill oh, I have. Oh, yeah. Ah, well, know, and it's also like, it's even, got that. even with the Winklevi, I feel like what Fincher is doing there is trying to not call your attention to the fact that yes, it's exactly. just, you know what I mean? Yep. In Back to the Future too, though, I think that they are, tra- they are trying to call your attention to it a little bit. Yeah. It's like they're handing each other things. Yes, in 85, yeah. that's big. But, but even these that. These guys play a motherfucking flute together. Even yeah. that is like they're still adhering to the middle of the line. He's passing something to the yes. line, oh, yeah. and the guy yeah. on the other side is. This is literally you like. Can, you can actually see some of the gimmick of it. It's more gimmicky right. yeah. in A Back to the Future, whereas this, like. This, this is him. This, this is happening. destroying the gimmick. Yes, yes exactly. Because, yes. like, I saw it and I was like, oh, that's a nice, like, callback. Yes. And then he starts moving the camera, yes. and I was like. Scott, you fucking bastard. Yeah, exactly. Dude, it is the most masturbatory thing You're I've ever 80, seen. Go to bed. Yeah. Oh, I love and I love the idea that it's like I even think it's like a little bit part of the sense of humor of it is like the the self-obsession that like actors and filmmakers and like people at this caliber have. Like it's literally Michael Fossbender being so fascinated with himself, oh, yeah. he starts making out with himself. <laughs> yeah. Like it, yeah. it I th- I really feel like all of those layers of humor are there very intentionally. Absolutely. And because Scott is such a self-serious filmmaker, I think people bump up against his humor. They don't even realize he has it. You know what I mean? They bump mm, up yeah. against his humor because they don't realize he has one. Yeah. They, they don't even realize he has yeah. a sense of humor, you know? My dad's kind of like pretty that. humorless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> My dad has, he has a really dry sense of humor to yeah. the point where, like, if you don't know him, like, yes. you won't realize. Like, he'll make puns occasionally, but otherwise, like, you might not even realize that he that just he's made joking. A joke. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. his tone just doesn't change. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting. It's similar to Gladiator is obviously, like, you know, there's humor in that movie, but it's a similar kind of thing where, you know, you you would almost barely notice it, but... You know, you find yourself sort of laughing at, you know, what a crybaby, you know, 
Joaquin Phoenix's right, movie. Right, yes, you know? yeah. It's like, but it's not really, it's not played for humor. But no. it's there, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, that's the thing I think that I really love about that sequence is it is so if funny. If Scott was in the theater, right at the end of that sequence, he would have stood up and been like, Are you not entertained? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It is so funny and so weird and so distinctive, and yet it's also... The moment we go the deepest into the movie's philosophical like conversations oh, yeah. and que- like I yeah. love that it's like all of the things that this movie yep. is trying to do wrapped in this one crazy insane little scene. It's, it's definitely the weirdest. Probably it's probably the funkiest weirdest scene that you'll see at like the multiplex this summer. Absolutely. Oh, if oh, it yeah. weren't for the fact that Vin Diesel rode across the ocean on a oh. dirt bike this year already, it would be the best <laughs> thing that happened and, in a movie and, this and year. And if it weren't for the fact that we're getting like. Uh, medieval Transformers yeah, 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 yeah. and oh Nazis God. in the same Good movie. Yeah. Like that, th- yeah. there might be some weirdness that coming out this month. That upsets me because it means I do eventually have to watch the previous one. Uh-huh. And I'm sure I'll fucking I, love it. Do you have two it's hours so and 50 long. minutes? It's so long. <laughs> I say this all the time. You will never in your life again have the opportunity to watch Frasier broker a deal with alien bounty hunters on a glacier in Antarctica. It's true. Sold. Yeah. <laughs> but here's it's not that like, at all. I don't think that's true. I see where blockbusters are going, <laughs> yeah, and I think there's going to be at least three opportunities yeah. where I can see you Frasier negotiate right. a deal. You might even with... see two Frasiers doing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> with a Frasier bot. Someone call my Guyland. Yeah. It, might, yeah, right? it might be in the reboot of Frasier. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Niles 2000. <laughs> He's oh smarmier God. than ever. Rosbot. Rosbot yeah, yeah. will be there. You guys love, loving these Frasier references? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, programmed to smarm. Yeah. Unironically, <laughs> unironically, I'm unabashedly adoring these Frasier references. Oh, I can go you. deep on thank Frasier you. and I, I won't. Uh, I could go deep on a tossed salad with scrambled <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Boom! Call it again. That's the only Fraser reference I know. <laughs> it's a good show. It's a great. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a really. I haven't good show. seen a lick of Cheers. It does. <laughs> it's, uh, it does it's a really I well. Thought it was funny. I love farce when so. I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I never really. Yeah, I never. You know, dug very deep into it. It was just on after. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> it was on after Wings, <laughs> and I watched all of Wings. <laughs> that was our show. Wait, Wings is your origin story. Somehow, yeah. just it. It like that turned was my family it, and now show. Everything's in frame. <laughs> yeah, it was wings, and then we moved into Home Improvement, yeah. which is crazy. Well, because the is only your, reason is because my dad you. hated Seinfeld, and we had one TV. So I've I've seen very little Seinfeld. Home Improvement was like the your dad the seems like the kind of guy that called Seinfeld. that tool time. Yeah. Oh, he did. <laughs> <laughs> or Tim's on. Yeah. 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 Oh uh, you, but you're right, though, Andy. It is the it is the absolute inverse <laughs> yeah. of Seinfeld. Yeah. Really oh yeah. But is. yeah, there's. There are elements. There are, there's a surrealist event to both of those. Oh, shows. you got Al on the other but, side right, of the fence. You know what I mean? like, there's, face. There's no, some, no, no, no. That, that's um, Wilson. 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 Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's some character. There's some stuff. I don't know. I never could see Al's face to, behind oh, yeah, his plan. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. There was. A, there's one episode of Home Improvement that has the best resolution. Randy wants to be a ventriloquist in the. Uh, in the. Wait, uh, who's Randy? Randy is, is uh, uh, Simba. Oh, uh, yeah, JTT. Okay. Yeah, JTT. Yeah, yeah. And Randy's doing a ventriloquism act for his talent show at school, but he's like no good at it. But he yeah. just wants to do it, which is weird because you're supposed to showcase a talent you have. <laughs> um, but whatever. And the solution is Tim builds him a 
wooden Tim dummy. Uh-huh. And that way, all he has to do is just hold the dummy and have it go like, <laughs> and that's the solution. And yeah, oh, fuck yeah. Welcome, welcome to Tool Time, our home improvement recap podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Does uh, everybody I, know what time it is? Guys, I would listen to that podcast if it were actually like a bunch of fucking bros do it so that it was tool time. It was like a bunch of tools talking about home improvement. Oh, I would listen to that. There's an episode where Jim Brewer and Dave Chappelle are on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah. Tim Allen was a uh, popular stand-up at one time. He was yep. indeed. Uh, where it, most of his stand-up consisted of, you know, you uh, go to the home improvement and, uh, uh, and, and they got wrenches. <laughs> that's li- that's, those are literally his jokes. He says the names of tools and then grunts. I remember his one joke that I remember loving as a kid because I caught like his special on, and it was something to these like I know my wife. She always tells me to do these crazy things. Like she's like, wash the dishes before you put them in the dishwasher. So I gotta wash the dishes before I put them in the dishwasher. I started. Uh, I've actually started wiping my ass before I shit. Oh, oh no no no! Like, I thought that was brilliant when uh, I was eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a career was born. <laughs> but like, you don't wash your dishes before you eat. Oh, uh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Oh no. <laughs> I applied logic, and it was not yeah. appropriate. <laughs> there's, there's no logic, there's no in, place for logic. In, in tool time. No. Only, only tools. Uh, so before we wrap up Alien Covenant, I do want to pitch you guys my oh, fuck Prometheus yes. threequel. Please. Okay, okay. Wow. Pro 3-3s? Yeah. <laughs> Pro 3-3s. Pro 3 uh, Which is not at all connecting. So ignoring the fact that we're trying to connect to Alien. Okay. Because there's, I like that. Because yeah. there's no point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we have David on a colony ship. Yes. So what David can make more aliens. Yes. He can make a whole army of xenomorphs. Yes. What can the humans make? More Michael Fassbenders. Uh-huh. A- Prometheus 3 is aliens versus Michael Fassbender robots. Oh, my Thousands God. of them. I, Just sorry. a huge climactic this battle. Is the only thing I can picture right now is a marching band of, da- of Michael Fassbenders. <laughs> He just yeah. teaches each of them exactly. to yeah. individually and wins over the army. Yeah. Just it, wins it, them it's all basically, over. Um, oh, what is that? Um, 76 Trombones is from it, the, uh, that mu- the Music Man. Oh, it's yeah. The Music yeah. Man, but yeah. with oh, yeah. all Michael Fassbender <laughs> yeah. robots. No, uh, that's what I want. I want an army of a... Michael Fassbender <sighs> robots versus an army of xenomorphs. That feels like the James Cameron sequel that he would make <laughs> if he got handed oh, yeah. this franchise again. Yeah. And think another 50 years down the line. Because we all know that predators fire alien eggs into pyramids that they can go on an annual hunt. Right. So that the youth predators can prove themselves as man predators. It's the same plot but now as uh, Turok, the first flight. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. That shit. It was admittedly Which a lot comes of fun. back to James Cameron. <laughs> yes, it does indeed. <laughs> Oh my God! Speaking yeah. of tool time, yeah, but that's my uh, that's my pitch for Prometheus Three. That's a pretty. And good then all pitch. the Jet Lees from yeah. the One join in. I have no idea what how it's gonna, you know, I have no idea how it's gonna actually be. Like I'm assuming that David is once again the focal point. You mm. know, of course, I I would be totally happy if he did get to keep making. If he decides he wants to keep doing these, he makes like three more, like he says he wants to, and they were just a David series. I would be totally sure. cool with that. Or what if the next one opens on a battered but not destroyed Walter ah. that just went into shutdown mode yep. as a survival mechanism, Ooh. and now he's suddenly pissed? Yeah. This new feeling that <laughs> yeah. he has? I'd watch that, too. I like that. Yeah. Very curious. Yeah. 
Or uh, Danny movie McBride gets time? chest bursted. I'd watch that movie. Yeah, I thought McBride was good in this movie. I thought so too. I, I, I liked him. He was okay. another one that came under critical fire, and like I thought when uh, what's her name when his wife died. Yeah, his reaction to that I thought was very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, especially because I love how was it Daniel? No, it wasn't Daniel's. No, it was Daniel's who said like go into another room. Yeah, yeah. Before yeah, I yeah. tell you this, yep. you know, like, yep. and like he had to play that like I know what I'm about to hear, yes. but I'm not going to buy it until I hear. Yeah. Like that is good stuff. Yeah. yeah. When, I, podcast I, favorite Amy Simons yeah. of Upstream Color. Yes. Oh yeah, my goodness, cool. I know. Yeah. She was cool in this. I she was. I, I really liked her in this. Although. This stupid decisions left and right, whatever. Yeah. She made the one dumb decision that bothered me. If someone's back bursted open and an alien oh, came out yeah. and blood got on my face, I'd wipe it off. Yeah. That yeah. would be the first thing I do. I mean, to me, it was clear that these characters had not seen Free Fire. Because yeah. They, had, they would have been like, John Denver, we need to get the fuck out yeah. of here. I do. Oh I thought God. the same thing when that John Denver started playing. So okay. Funny. Here's my issue. So, so it's 100 years or so from now. Or maybe even 200 years, and that song is still like popular. Come on, really, <laughs> really? Maybe I don't know. I mean, it's a it's a great song. But yeah, really, whatever. Well, but he is Tennessee, and he I was gonna say I buy into yeah, a guy Tennessee named Tennessee knowing that song. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that was all foreshadowing because as as we learned, as foreshadowed by the life of John Denver, <laughs> uh, probably not a, a good <laughs> idea to get into a spaceship. Yeah, yeah I feel like that's yeah. If Good anything, point. they really like hit a mountain, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. So I have a serious question, one that bothered me, and yes. uh, Ryan, you and I talked about this on Twitter. Okay, so who is the nurse that takes care of Damian Bashir at the end? Who is she? And then she just dies. I don't was even that remember. A crew this. Member? Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Who was that? When she first popped up, I was like, is at first, that the I one thought pilot? that was Upworth, quote unquote. Is that the, the other pilot? Uh, no, Upworth was the one uh, was the one who dies in the shower. She's the the, the woman oh, okay, in the shower. Okay. I was like, oh, that's Upworth helping help yeah, helping yeah. helping. That out. was a different person. And then I looked on the IMDb list, and like that that everyone else is accounted for. I don't know who this person was. If yeah, you, I thought she if was you know someone. who that person is, please let me know because <laughs> it's bothering me. Andrew M. Elijah on Twitter, <laughs> please tell me. I, I don't know who that. Person I have is. no answer for. I him. don't even yeah. remember that happening. <laughs> When yeah. she was working on him, because yeah, she looks kind of like the one girl who's like is, sassy. Is he the Upworth. one that gets his face fucked and then has to be? That's Damian yes. Bashir. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's he what gets we're talking the acid about. on his yeah. face. Yeah, but then we assume that he probably got face like yeah. when yeah. he rips the face hugger mm-hmm. off, he yeah. probably got a little bit in him, and that's mm-hmm. what happened, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know who she was. She's what we call a red shirt. Red, shirt. red yeah. Just even there to die. Me. There you go. Yeah. yeah, I think they do give a crew a, like a crew count at one point. So maybe there isn't enough in that number to possibly have one or two. I think they did that in there. Prometheus at one point too, where a bunch of people like ran out into the loading bay, and there was like two or three people that you're like, oh, look at that, and then he just had to go. You know, he just blew up or whatever. Did you just kill a bug? I killed a bug. Ah. Yeah, you just set off a chain of events. <laughs> life and death. Yeah, Live. life and death. Guys, I read the only good covenant is a revoked. dead bug. <laughs> I read an article that said there are enough spiders in on the planet currently to eat all of humanity over the course of like like three months or something like that. So I should probably just fucking kill myself then. <laughs> Jeez, we might need their help <laughs> a little bit. Should we oh, do the summer good. movie wager thing? Yeah, I mean, do we have any yeah. closing thoughts about about Alien Covenant? I think I got everything I wanted to say. Alex. Yeah, I, I it's a, a very fascinating film. I'm glad that. Hollywood can uh, budget a big R-rated movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, for the summer season. That's and my. 
It should keep doing that. My big sure. takeaway is this was actually, despite it being a weird middle chapter to a long-running series, I think it was one of the more original movies I've seen this year that was yeah. like really entertaining in a way that mm-hmm. a lot of movies don't feel like they are anymore because I feel like everything I see now is like the next chapter in an ongoing series. And again, that is what this is, but it feels like its own distinct, complete thing that is like its own. Uh, And uh, it's rated R and, you know, it's just doing a lot of things that we don't get to see anymore, especially summer season. And uh, I'd like to see more of that. And I uh, would like people to give this a chance and go spend some money on it, despite what they might've heard about it, because I think it's worth it. Yeah. Even if you hate it, you're going to like looking at it. Oh my God. I mean, you you said this, Dan, nobody shoots digital like Scott. Nobody. And even to the point where like, that's like, I've heard some complaints too about oh we didn't have any practical aliens. Yeah, that alien looked fucking. It looked good. really good. Awesome. Yeah. Looked really really good. Yeah, that was you know. I'd be fascinated good. to find out how many people saw this movie because uh, of Prometheus and not how yeah. many saw it just because it was like another alien movie. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'd be really curious. W- to, like, is there a, a Prometheus? story like is there like a cult around like is there a sizable following for this particular storyline i mean or is it just about alien definitely on the internet i think movie nerds are into prometheus like it it has it seems to have kind of already started to make a comeback as something people are revisiting and and enjoying as they do i don't know if that exists outside of the film nerd community though i'd I'd be curious i read they they clearly tried to sell this on the alien name like they went hard at that like even the advertising campaign is mostly just like a black poster with the xenomorph design on it. Yeah. The interesting thing though is that I was looking at the budget or uh, the box office stuff, and Alien Covenant had I think it made like thirty six million domestically its opening weekend. Prometheus made more. Prometheus made like Prometheus 45. actually did pretty well. Yeah, and, they, and with no Alien connection yeah. whatsoever. Well, but I feel like in the marketing, if I'm remembering five years ago accurately, I feel like they teased it a lot. They yeah. did, um, and I think the tease is really effective in marketing because yes. I feel like with it, like I went into this being like, I feel like I've seen all the cool stuff already. Yeah. Interesting, the yeah. way that the tra- just the the feel of the trailer. Yes. Whereas Prometheus was like, there's something going on. Yeah, here. there's something to discover when yeah. I get to the theater. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that I don't know. There's yeah. a lot that yep. I'm not seeing. Yeah. That's a good point. So for for my closing thought, I I will say I will take as a duo Prometheus and Covenant over any of the other Alien sequels. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, they're definitely the most like connected in in like one after another. You know. Yeah, but I mean, and they as a, mean as a the piece, most like, to me. I would say. Yeah, as a piece, I would take them over any other even single. Like, even over Aliens. Like, I like the ideas Ooh, in this movie because Aliens is a great ride, and it's yeah. it's very cathartic, especially if you watch it, like, back-to-back with the original. Mm-hmm. But, like, in terms of... There's not a ton of ideas there. Like, there's the Vietnam stuff. There's the mom stuff. But yeah, the, the it's very thematically well done, but not very complicated. And these have a lot to dig into, I feel like. That's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to throw your rankings of the movies out? Yeah. Sure. I think that's kind of a fun thing. I, uh, man, to be honest with you, those are the three I would rank. I haven't seen Aliens since I was a teenager. Haven't seen Alien Resurrection in longer and have not seen any other Alien movies. I've seen Aliens Alien. is playing at the end of uh, the summer at Bryn Mawr Film Institute. Ooh, I might, Ooh that might be fun. Yeah. Do that. Uh, You've never seen Alien 3? 
Okay. I've never seen Alien 3. I've never seen any AVP movies. Um, I think that covers it, right? So I've seen Alien, yeah. Prometheus, and Covenant, basically. Because I don't... Stuff I saw as a teenager, I literally can't remember yeah. it usually. So if I haven't rewatched it, yeah. I tend not to comment on it that much. I didn't, I didn't rank until I rewatched uh, all of them this week. Because I'd seen Alien and Aliens since then. But yeah. 3 and Resurrection. So. I feel pretty confident in saying that Aliens will, will blow your fucking mind. I, I think I think you'll be. I feel all in. pretty confident that I will definitely enjoy it, but uh, also that. Um, How much do you like James Cameron? Uh, I <laughs> think I am not as crazy about James Cameron as everybody else. Not as else much seems as James Cameron likes James yeah. Cameron. Uh, I love the Terminator very, very much, and I like quite a few of his movies. But he also uh, made True Lies. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I like I like his too. movies, but uh, Alien is a is a very spectacular movie that means a lot to me. Uh, yeah. That, uh, well, they're I, so. I. I mean, those two movies are like, you know, it's like children. You love them the same. You know, you love them each differently for their good. You know, for their separate qualities. Like those two movies, I don't even think you can really compare them. They're just so perfect in their own way. Like, mm-hmm. and I can't think of another like one, two. I can't think of another uh, movie and a sequel that I could say that about. You know, like. The God, the first two Godfather movies are like in my mind a like continuous story, mm. um, but you know these Alien and Aliens are just masterpieces of their own particular you know genre or that style. That is true. It's just yeah, it is wild that they <laughs> went through such a stylistic jump. It's like the best sci-fi movie and the best action movie. Mm. Unreal. I don't know. In my mind, I'm I'm a big like to me. There's a lot of nostalgia play because these were like the movies I fell in love with when I was a kid at sleepovers and stuff. So. I recognize that, like my view is distorted as well through you know, yeah. That's I, nostalgia. Alien is the one I saw younger, and Aliens I didn't see till teenager, so I don't get that like nostalgic feeling with it. Yeah, there you go. So I just like horror more than I like action. Yeah, and Alien is such a good horror movie, and like Aliens is an awesome action movie. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. I, actually, it's kind of interesting. I think we didn't bring this up. This was almost. Uh, was it Denis Villeneuve was going to do this? Denis Villeneuve? Penis Villeneuve. He was going to do this? Uh, he was going to do this. Uh, Neil Blomkamp? No, Neil Blomkamp. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. the other guy. Uh, Neil Blomkamp was going to do one, and he was going to bring back Michael Bean and such. Oh, and we would have right. gotten a more connected Alien movie. It was supposed to be like as if Alien 3 had never happened. Yes. That's what yeah. I read. Supposedly, yeah. I'm glad that's not happening, because it seems like he, I don't know, he might be not as good of a director well, as we all thought he was. Well, it's one of those where it's like, <laughs> I, I think it's a cool thing, and I would have loved it, but... Even just talking about this here, like I'm glad that Prometheus is the angle that we're going. Of yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I think we we kind of banged all the the, the walls for uh, Alien. We've seen it every which way, right? You know, to do more. Like I really don't give a shit if Hicks ever comes back. I don't have yeah. any particular love for Hicks. Uh, you know, I, I would rather that would be more. You know, all oh, your favorites are back. Yeah, that and that was why I kind of started with the question of like, how do we feel about this being a Promethean and Alien mm-hmm. movie mashed together or whatever? Because it feels like what a lot of people struggle with is this idea that it does almost feel like Blade Runner meets Alien to some extent because of what it's doing. But I I would rather more Alien movies kind of be about something else or something distinct than just repeating the formula and the characters Mm -hmm. over and over. You know, I'm I'm, I'm much more interested to go see these knowing that David and what his story is is kind of actually what the focus is, if that makes sense. Here's how I have mine. Alien... Aliens, Prometheus, Covenant, Resurrection, AVP, Requiem, AVP, and Alien 3. Mm. Yeah, I, have, I have the same ranking as you, Dan, uh, minus the AVP movies, because I, 
I saw the first one in the theater. I've not seen the second one, so I'll, yeah. I'll be adding them in as I as I. I think you're gonna them. love the second. Not one. Not including not including a- the AVP movies because I don't really remember them. Um, well, I saw the first one, which I don't remember at all, uh, and I haven't seen the second one. But I, mine would be Aliens, Alien, Alien Resurrection, Alien Three, Prometheus Covenant, <laughs> and I like all these. The th- I'm making it sound like. Like, you know, Prometheus and Covenant are bad, which I no, do I, not. Totally. I've seen your letterbox. Yeah. You really like Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection. <laughs> I so do. I want to emphasize <laughs> to the people who have not seen that, that like that's really what's happening here. If you, like, <laughs> if you really like those movies, I'm your boy. I really, really like Resurrection a lot. It's really fucking movie. good. So it's much It's a fun. great Joss Whedon script. I could, it's a great Joss Whedon story. It is a story. great Joss Whedon script. Yeah. I thought Alien 3 was hot shit <laughs> like yeah. it was oh, i really i struggled to get now i did watch yeah. the assembly cut and i was just like checking the time the story see the story and the plot um there are so many things wrong with that like story and like what it's a big shitty mishmash of it's the ending is cut to death you have yeah, no clue yeah. what's happening but to me like that world that set I design like the world of it the colors and the um i mean that's just kind of unparalleled in my in my opinion. When I think like so before good. I ever saw any alien movies, that tone that is really yeah. established in three is the tone that I associated with the series. That color scheme is what I associated yeah. with the series. Yeah. I'll and, watch and it for it that alone. That, to be honest that with shot you. of of the you know, the uh, xenomorph right in Ripley's face. That's the most iconic shot in the entire franchise, I would say. And is that from three? That's yeah. from yeah. three. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, but I, will, I just really did not like it. Yeah. I will say, I just finished rewatching Resurrection before I came over here. Yeah. And I was like eating during the second half. And oh. the, final, the final shot of the whatever that th- whatever that version of the xenomorph that has like the human face. Oh yeah, yeah it's the human getting yeah. sucked in this face almost made me throw up. <laughs> okay, Ryan, really Ryan, I actually had the same experience, and I think I might have even written that in my review. It's like, oh my god, I was eating while that this this was, I was eating like something like you know mushy too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, that was your like, rice pudding. Oh! Night. <laughs> like, I, I had a dry heave, and I was like, oh god. Like, so like, it's totally impressive on that very. Yeah. Level. Yeah. <laughs> it's nasty like french like you said it's like a nasty ass like like french horror movie the, the director did delicatessen which yeah. i've never seen Jean but Pierre i understand Jeanette. is a very uh an amelie uh, gru- yeah very <laughs> yeah. gruesome uh well amelie has the exact same color palette as uh <laughs> alien resurrection does it i mean she looks and she looks a lot like uh, Audrey Tattoo, winona, winona Ryder. Ryder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i would love it if amelie just you know, was in that movie. And oh, yeah. If America. Amelie just turned out to be a Waylon Dutani robot at the end of that movie, <laughs> I'd be like, all right, I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> all right, so let's actually get into these lists. So oh. Sorry. It's yeah, fun. So the summer movie wager. Yeah. Yeah. Um, caveat from here, I didn't know that you had to rank them in any sort of order. I just <laughs> thought you had to pick <laughs> the 10. So there's a little bit less strategy going on True. in my list. Uh, I can give a brief recap. I was going to say, you, you probably know this better uh, than I do. So. so so basically, you pick the top 10 movies that are going to be top of the box office from, I think it's like uh, the first weekend in May through the uh, through Labor Day weekend. Yes. Um, and you get additional points for accuracy, both in terms of like, so if you're, if you, the movie you put at number one is number one, you get bonus points. Yeah. And then you also get points just if it shows up on the list. Yeah. You pick 10 movies plus three dark horses. Yeah. And the dark horses, if they show up on the list, you get points for that, but it doesn't matter where they place. Yep. Uh, and the one thing that's important to note is this is domestic box office only. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that makes so, a big difference. Yes, it does. So yep. you're trying to predict the top 10 domestic grocers for the summer, basically. Yes. 
Uh, I was blown away, <laughs> blown away researching. Uh, I like yes, looked up me too. What, what all the um, movies on my list. I like looked up what their previous movies. Yeah. Sadly, because they're pretty much all all sequels. I, well, here's what I noticed. Uh, yeah, I assume yeah. that Ryan and I did similar research uh, yeah, because like, our lists are <laughs> almost identical. Like straight, they're basically one movie is going to determine. <laughs> Where Ryan and I come out on this yeah. because we, I think we have like pirates flip flopped or something yeah. like th- right in the middle of I the think, list. I think it's like there's yeah, like War for the Planet of the Apes, yeah. Cars Three, and yeah. Pirates will determine like how we rank because I think I, that's where our like. Well, I, you know what's going to end up being <laughs> the thing that really determines which one of us goes here is uh, our number tens. Because you get bonus points for oh. nailing number 10. Yes. So oh, really? if either of us happens to nail number 10, it's probably going to be what lets us yeah. kind of like overtake the other one. Yeah. What, is, what is your name on here? So I, Oh, I am Dr. Venkman. For some reason, I, I'm not in the, the link that you guys share with each other. Okay, I always have to yeah, add myself to it. For. Oh, yeah. I can send out a new updated link. Cool. Everybody. Yeah, I just add myself to it every yeah, time I go. The website, I mean, it's... It's one guy yes. doing this yeah. as like a fan of the slash yes. film cast, and it's a really amazing thing that he put together. Yeah, it's um, cool. It's really cool. So I think what we're gonna do basically is so the wager is uh, I guess yeah, that's I what we need to up. do is maybe set some kind of wager, perhaps. So there's something uh, one of us gets out of this at the end. I feel like I can't partake in that <laughs> just because I, kn- I I just picked ten that yeah. I thought were going to do well. I didn't think to order them, so I have no confidence in my list. Yeah. So this is going to have to be a very small wager if I'm even going to throw any. Oh, I was in. only gonna I was only gonna say a wager of like maybe we can force somebody to watch a movie or something. Yeah, yeah okay, I'll I think play. that's what the yeah. uh, the film spotting that's, guys do. Yeah. It's like yeah. whoever loses has to watch like an Adam Sandler Netflix movie or yeah. something. Yeah. 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 Well, last year was the winner got to pick uh, on the slash film cast. That was the winner gets to pick something for everyone else to watch okay. and last year Dave Chen won and he picked Gods of Egypt yes. and I was oh, like that's a win right yeah, he, was, yeah. he was like this sounds terrible but I'm doing you guys a favor yeah you all have to watch <laughs> I'm doing this for now. you something that you would never yeah. do for yourself yeah. exactly. alright I'm in I'm in yeah. I think yeah, that could be fun because Dan to be honest like I watch a lot of bad shit well so also <laughs> this okay could all them. get like the, the crazy thing that happens from listening to them do this over the last few years in the Slash Filmcast is Somebody will do like deep research on like what sequel, like what previous entries made the most money and blah, blah, blah. And they'll really do all this deep research. They'll, they'll even take into consideration like the release dates, like what stands to make the most just yeah. from being released earliest in the summer and end up being so totally wrong. They, they lose crazily. Mm-hmm. So your random placements of things may net you a win yeah. just because the box office is so like unpredictable. I did a gut. I, I kind of did this just. Ran. I just kind of yeah. went with my gut with this, you know, as well. I, the only yeah, research, yeah. the only research I did was, be, I pretty much exclusively chose sequels, and then a couple of things. Well, okay, so I pretty much exclusively chose sequels, and I just went back and looked at what did every previous entry make, mm-hmm. and at what point was it going up, and how far uh-huh. back down has it started to go? Yeah, uh, that's pretty much the same amount of research I did. Yeah, I did like thirty minutes of research, yep. and then it was like gut based on yes. like. Just mm-hmm. looking at what movies I knew were coming out and yeah. how they were trending, sort the of. The other thing I tried to consider was uh, a recent trend at the box office has been things for very specific audiences that yes. don't normally have things made for them tend yep. to have a, a really big pull. Yeah. Straight out of Compton uh, right. made a ton of money last year. Uh, there were a bunch of female-led comedies that made a bunch of money last yep. year. Uh, there's usually a dark horse comedy every summer that sort of yeah, makes yeah. a bunch of box office. I think the third isn't it like the one of the one of the most successful movies of the summer so far is Snatched. You know, it's yes. an Amy Schumer mm-hmm. comedy. So yep. I, I took all I took that particular. In, I took the kid. I took the 
kids movies. Kids, yep. I took the um, like black audiences, yep. and then I took the sequel, and then I took the franchises. Those mm-hmm. were like the three things yeah. I considered when making my list. I tried yep. to focus on that stuff too. So I figured we can just kind of like go around and yep. talk about our our lists, why we put them where we put them, or in Dan's case, he can just uh, tell us what ten movies he thinks. Well, were... the thing is, I, I did consider like, yeah. I, I considered things like which ones will be out for the longest. Yeah, yeah. You can get a long run thing out of it. And, you know, I considered just like, you know, who goes to see movies. And I, I yeah. thought of the same kind of thing, you know, like who is going to go out to see what. And so I just I just picked movies that I, I think a lot of people will see and, and had legs for a long time. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's, that's actually a smart way to play it. Because like even like like last year, you know, something like a Batman versus Superman. Yeah. That went, that had a huge explosive weekend, and then it, like, petered off. Mm-hmm. So, like, probably not the best investment. Like, right. Where I feel like, you know, tortoise in the hair, you got to kind of pay yeah. them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think, well, so, Guardians 2 is at the top of my list. Mine now. as well. Mine is at number two. Number two for you? I put number one as Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. most people are seeing Guardians. Yeah. Everyone wants to see Spider-Man. I think that's true. And so I, I put Spider-Man <laughs> was kind of the first thing. I didn't rank it higher because I didn't understand that. Yeah. But that was the first thing where I was like, Spider-Man's on my list because yeah. that's going to... Even people who hate Spider-Man are curious to see what the next Spider-Man brings. Totally now, agree. It's this return of this character yeah. to Marvel. When the last... And the amazing Spider-Man 2, I looked this up, made $202 million domestically. Yes. And then I think it made a ton more overseas, too, Like which I know we're not considering, yeah. but... Yeah. So I was just thinking about that with uh, I also put the Spider-Man at number 4 on my list as well. Yeah, it, it's at number, number 4, four. <laughs> on, on my <laughs> yeah, yeah. and uh go. listening to you Dan like I almost wanted to put it higher because of the Robert Downey Jr factor yeah. because yeah. the Marvel movies that he's in yes. make more money. Yes. And uh, that poster, like, oh man. Just <laughs> <laughs> bring everybody. Shops have been insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like talking about it now, I almost wanted to put it higher, but the, I can't justify bumping down the two movies that I do have high, in between that and Guardians on my list. I agree with that, and I also think I take Guardians at two. To, yes, yeah, which yeah, so that's taking a look at the track record for Spider-Man movies. They've actually never crack like I think they crack three hundred mil like once, mm-hmm. and uh, the last few years I, I looked this up. The last few years of domestic box office. The top two to three movies break three, if not four hundred. Mm. So I was trying to factor See, in. My like, hope is that Spider-Man will explode. Yes, and then it'll actually be really good. And I actually, yeah. and that's the kind of thing that people will go back because, like, you, know, you look at something like an Ant-Man. It's like, oh, everyone yeah. went to see that, but like nobody was like, dude, get out. Right? You know, like Spider-Man. If it if it does that, which I actually don't think it will. Yeah. Um, I, but I, I think it has the potential I think to. a bunch of movies this summer have the potential to just be a fucking runaway hit that nobody even sees mm, coming yeah. anyway. And I also feel like there's a bunch, even ones on my list, that could be a huge bond that yes. like ends up like, oh, yeah, no, we're done with that franchise. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. We'll I know. See. I put Pirates on this list because it, that, that franchise, four. it continues to make a ton of money, but I think this also could be the one where everybody's like, fuck it, we're out, and yeah. it just yeah. like doesn't I, even... I do think it helps that they're the newest trailer for this one yeah. um, it says it's the final one. So I yes. think that they're trying to use that to pull back people in. By the way, I saw it. My review went up on Philadelphia today. It's it's fine. Yes, yeah. um, I am a huge fan. I wrote earlier in this week about how I love the first two pirate sequels. Yeah. It's not up to that level in part because it just doesn't have Gore Verbinski and yeah. his just madcap way of directing action. Um, but it's certainly an improvement on the last one. So yeah. there might be some positive word of mouth there. The yeah. last That's one good. made two hundred forty one million. Yeah, which is why I put this one at, at number six. 
Mine is Zed number six as well. Because Same here. There I never. Go. I saw the first Pirates movie, and then I was very tired when I saw the second and fell asleep. Yeah. And then when I later found out that it was very long, I was like, all right, one one of these days I'll go back. And then it just got away from me. Mm-hmm. But I, I really want to see like this new almost one. Almost three hours. Yeah, it's yeah. like a big long one. But, but the trailers for this really sold me. And yeah, they're like, pretty if they insane. Sold me, they look cool. Then maybe I, a lot of people feel it. You as know? a because I know you're a Gore Verbinski fan, you mm. should go back and revisit those. I would uh, like to. two sequels because the, there's some there's a, a three way sword fight on a bro, a water wheel that's a, rolling down a hill. Oh, that's and cool. The that's the one part that I woke up during. The, oh, it's amazing. I, I don't remember it, but I remember waking up and seeing like Jack Sparrow on that giant wheel and just being like, "That is awesome." Awesome. It's an awesome. It's an amazing. And there's a couple of those throughout day, both yeah. of those. Yeah. They are very long, but there's yeah, yeah. They're a cool like hang out on a Saturday, rainy Saturday morning, and just That's like cool. chill. Yeah. yeah, we might have one of those tomorrow. Ooh, Ooh. a rainy Saturday morning. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, how do you think Wonder Woman's gonna do? I, I have, have it at three. number three. So do I. Yeah. I have it at five. Yeah. So here's my thing with this: it's impossible to know, right? Yep, We've never no had precedent. a one. There's no precedent. However. There is the precedent of this DC universe. Yeah, so I yeah. looked those up. I looked up Man of Steel, BVS, and Suicide Squad. And the fact that both BVS and Suicide Squad had pretty negative reviews mm-hmm. and still both cracked like huge numbers domestically makes me. Th- and Wonder Woman is the one thing that everybody came out of BVS going like, we loved Wonder Woman. Yeah. yeah. And it's got great trailers. Yeah. Yep. And it's finally the first female led superhero. I yep. actually and think you know, it the, has the potential to go huge. Yep. This is going yeah. to be one of those things. And I mean this in the kindest way because I, I think it's going to be a fantastic movie. And I mean this in the kindest way. But nobody wants to be the person who is a dick about Wonder Woman. Right, yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to do <laughs> well, that. Well, there's already yeah. a few of those. those. Dudes that can't get into <laughs> those that guys screen. who are all going to yeah. pay to see oh, it absolutely. fucking anyway. Yes. You know? And, yeah. and, and fuck them. You know, yeah. it's, it's but, whatever. Yeah, I, but anybody, like, it's another one like Spider-Man where people who even want to hate it are going to see it just to know. Yep. And it's also going to do the get out thing where it's like, yo, if you're socially conscious, you see this movie. Yeah. You yeah. know, and... and that's gonna. I think it's got the potential yeah. to be like it's gonna huge. Be huge. I, I have it, it at number be. three on my list for that. For all those reasons yeah. are just the. Every time I hear the guitar thing, that I'm just like, so fuck good. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's so good. Like they showed the trailer before uh, Alien Covenant. I was yeah. just like, oh, this is the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was I, was so I, pumped. I definitely under. I, I put it at five. I was like, it should be in like two or like. <laughs> I think it's gonna be a huge. It could go either way, man. Yeah, huge. I think. I I think it'll. Huge. I mean, yeah. their, I their reviews have been pretty glowing. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I saw you post about that. Game. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm very excited. When um, before BVS came out, I was listening to the score, and when that score thing kicked, it was like, oh fuck, this could actually be really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. this, you know, and I, I do love that movie, but yeah. that that piece of score is better than most superhero. Movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, agreed. It, it all, it's so good. And the way they use that score in the trailer for <laughs> oh, yes. Just, yes. It, like I said, I get pumped every fucking time I see it. Yes, sir. Mm. Uh, so I so I'll just dip into my number two because we won't talk about it on our own. Uh, Despicable Me Three is me what too. I have. Me too. Number two. Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Yeah, yeah, I have it at two as well. I think you'll definitely get a point for it as a Dark Horse. Kids movies always yes. do well over the summer. There's usually one, if not two, in the top ten, and the Despicable Me movies. Because oh of the minions, God. have a crazy track record at the box. And you know office. what? There's yep. going to be a small uptick just for the fact that Trey Parker is the villain. Uh, yeah, and wow. so so Dad might actually oh, take out yeah. people. Yeah. Might yeah. And, and Steve Carell, like Michael Fassbender in Alien Company, he's Dude, playing two oh, roles. Yeah. Oh this. my God! I hope um, they. I hope they like. Are, are, I hope they have spent the last two weeks 
designing a scene where he teaches himself to play the flute <laughs> just so they can make that reference the in last the movie. one made uh 368 million yeah, yeah. actually the last one out and guardians of the galaxy made 333 yes. million so yes they came out in the same has summer. anyone seen a despicable me i, I no. seen, are no. they good i have seen the first two okay. i actually really really love the first one because yeah. the whole it's the whole idea of it's a james bond villain who lives in the suburbs yeah yeah oh, like, okay. that's okay. a great concept hank it, scorpio right he exactly it's the <laughs> hank scorpio movie and he adopts three kids and they like just turn his life upside down in a way that's totally justifiable I mean, and like i kind of want to see it yeah mostly because i want to see the trademark yeah. of voice work right i'm and, happy that i don't have children simply yeah, right. because <laughs> i'd never yeah. have to see anything about a minion right that's, well, that's the thing that's i don't like before. the minions i hate the minions and in the first movie it they're fine they're yeah. totally in the background the second movie goes away overboard but based on what I've seen from the third one, like putting Trey Parker's 80s yeah. themed villain up front, yeah, adding yeah. more Steve Carell and everything with the minions and the new trailer, they're like in a prison or something. So yeah. like, it seems like they might be kind of off to the side because I feel like the minions movie did yes. not do as well. Right. Mm. So I think yeah, it was a dip of, a little bit. I think they're retooling it to be like, oh, we actually didn't realize what pe- what people actually liked about mm. the first two movies mm-hmm. as much as we thought we did. Well, isn't, so. Aren't the minions supposed to be like disposable background characters like as a minion for a villain yeah. is but it, it, it's like the fonzie effect okay, where it was yeah. like oh we can merchandise the shit yeah. out of yeah. yes they're like yeah. the steve urkel yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah yeah and it like took it takes over the second the minion asked if they had any but, cheese but i feel like they're like i said i feel like this seems like a course correction yeah um, i want to do so. it for trey parker I love that, man. We'll see what happens at the box office. I'm curious about that one. That's yeah. I, I feel like it, because I don't really see kids' movies, those are all Hail Marys for me where I'm like, uh, this looks like it's got a good track record of uh, maybe it'll yeah. make a bunch of money. And it's not yeah. one of those kids' movies where... You know, like a Pixar movie where the adults are going to go to on their own without the children. Yeah. With or and, without the well, children. Well, and the problem is this year's Pixar movie is a goddamn car sequel. Yeah. Which, oh, which looks really good. Which, is <laughs> my, which so, I have at number three. Oh, For real? I, yeah. I got it number seven I got on my eight. list. Yeah, um, number eight. It's yeah. not on my list. I, I kind of did a toss up between that and Despicable Me 3. Yeah, but I was like, too. which one is going to appeal to more yeah, kids? Yeah, me too. Because I know Cars is more, in my head, it's more boy heavy. Is that mm-hmm. right? And this, mm-hmm. because it has those young female characters in the Despicable Me movies, oh, okay. it feels like it hits, and it's a comedy. So like, yeah. it's more overtly funny. Yeah. I, I feel definitely, like it's going to hit more. And that's, kids. I feel, the other thing I was thinking about is I feel like so far the Cars 3 trailers. Have essentially made it look like a movie for adults. Oh, like, yeah. I don't even yeah. know why a kid it's would like be interested in it. Yeah, there's Mater, so, Mater has Christopher right. Nolan directed this yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, so I'm afraid. So I'm I'm afraid. I, I don't give a shit reboot. how Cars yeah, Three goes, I, but right. I'd watch it. What would Cars look like in the real world? <laughs> yeah, I'd never seen a car in the real world. That's interesting. <laughs> why do they have door handles in the real world? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I have Cars at number seven. The I other big franchise eight. we haven't talked about is Transformers 5. I got it I, at number five. I have it as my number five as well. I have that at eight. My number five is actually Alien I, Covenant. Here's the thing. I have it at seven. Rationally speaking, I would hope that Transformers 5 is somewhere more like eight and that you're right that people are starting to lose interest. But I, I mean... That wasn't the play. I just... I know. <laughs> its track record does not show that that's necessarily yeah. the case. Last one made $245 million domestically. Yeah. Cracked a billion yeah. worldwide. Yeah. Oh, yeah. China and, apparently fucking yeah. loves the shit out oh, of yeah. these movies. And I, I will say, like, with the addition of of uh, Mark Wahlberg yes. to the franchise, every time there's a trailer for one, he's like, "We're gonna say Prime, okay?" Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> burst out laughing in the every time I punch myself. Dan in the oh, arm. It's I'm so from fucking Texas. Yeah. What? Well, We're not what giving up on Prime, okay? I think we found a chance. He's a Michael, like visually, he's yeah. a Michael Bayized. Yeah, Mark, like when someone's in a Michael Bay movie, he like builds the action figure of them and then. 
yeah. that they play. So seeing Mark Wahlberg in action figure form, just you know, yes. he's going to turn into a truck. You know, yeah, it's, it's that pretty line incredible. in that trailer makes me laugh every we're time. We're not giving up on Prime, okay? <laughs> it's so oh, it's so great. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's my favorite thing. It's the best. Um, so, I mean, having seen all of them, there's yes. one that's really good out yes. of the four previous Transformers which, movies. Which? Uh, the third one, which is Dark of the Moon. Is that one good? Yeah. Uh, I really uh, like the first one a lot. Yeah, the I like the first one. The first, it's just, I'm not, Transformers is not a pro- property I have any nostalgia for. See, it was for me, and so getting to see it, the first one yeah. really yeah. did it for yeah. me. And, too. The and later I, ones, the transform- the transformations happen too fast. Yeah. yeah. I like them when they're eating. Yeah, me eating. too. Like, that's why I'm there. I could give a fuck what, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Shula Boo. Yeah, Shula Boo's up yeah. to. Yeah. I was way more invested in G.I. Joe Retaliation when that came out. Than <laughs> I, was I haven't seen those yet. Yeah. Me neither. Um, I actually really loved the first yeah. G.I. I, I Joe. Would, I would watch them. Yeah. I didn't care for the second one as much, but uh, there's a couple really good sequences. Yeah. yeah. That first one's like kind of awesome. That, yeah. that first one is a Saturday. It's, yeah. spe- it's a speed racer of American oh, Saturday now, morning cartoons. Yeah. Now you've sold which me. Is, it, I mean, it doesn't have like the auteurship of yeah. the Wachowskis yeah. behind yeah. it, yeah. but... It's operating in that same space. Yeah, yeah. It's I just understand. not as good. The super suits across Paris scene. Yep. That is bitching. Yep. <laughs> it's like really. You know what the word is for it? It's rad. Yeah. It is. Like, oh, yeah. that's fucking rad. It's, it's rad. Like awesome. Kind of it's lasers rad. It's, yes. it's coded lasers by which side you're fighting on rad. Yep. Yeah. Every time I see a trailer for the new Transformers, I'm like, what the fuck is? Oh, I know. I can't happen? wait. I am so what excited. The, I can't wait. What? It's it's I, in the fucking medieval ages. Yeah. What the hell is going on here? I, I agree with you mostly. I think the third one is probably like the most entertaining and watchable. So but I did and saw the third one in 3D, and so I don't remember much. Of yeah. It, but I did love it because I I hated the second. The second one. one's yeah, terrible. Second one's terrible. Well, the yeah. third one has like really clear action yeah. for like one of the mm. first times in a Michael Bay. Like he yeah. really like has wingsuits. Yeah. 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 I, I would say. The third one has the second best action 3D I've ever seen after yeah. Prometheus. Oh, nice! Um, and it, it, I wish I could see it in 3D again. Yeah. The fourth one is just the fourth too one. Long. I loved. I wish it was I, an hour I shorter. Like, yes. But yeah. the fourth one is so stupid in such an incredible way that when the trailers for the fifth one came out, Andy, I had the same reaction. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? I cannot wait to see <laughs> it. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. King Arthur. Yeah. Swords. Nazis. Oh, I didn't even see. Oh, the there's Nazis, Nazis baby. There's totally yeah. oh. Nazis. Mark Wahlberg, Evil Prime, which well, is like, well, for the first time, oh, yeah. they actually have me intrigued about a Transformers movie. Like, I saw the first one in theaters, but just kind of ignored every yeah. every other one. But th- this is the first time in like ten years that I've been actually like, I'm looking forward to this coming. I I want to see the reviews. I want to see, yeah. or maybe fuck it. I just want to see the movie. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> I, I think it'll probably do pretty well. I uh, I mean, could make ba- a fun episode ba- yeah. based on the trailer. I would say that this it could have the literal exact same plot as Fate of the Furious. Yes, and I would not be surprised. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. But that's uh, where where Papa Bear turns on his family. That's exactly. The whole yeah. That's like every movie oh, this summer. I will say this about Baywatch, which is at my number ten. Yeah. Um, it's a dark horse for me. There's yeah. there's a scene where The Rock is describing to the Baywatch crew how they're a family, and it, it, he says it like six, seven times <laughs> back to back, and I laughed harder. Yeah. No one else did. Yeah. I laughed harder yeah. in that quick three-minute sequence yeah. than I did in the entire movie. Oh, I love that. But just because he just kept saying, I'm like, he has to know. Yeah, yeah. He has to know. Yeah. He's got it. Apparently not. That's awesome. Uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. Anybody else got that on their I list? I that at number nine. Number Me eight. Too. I feel number like they like classically do kind of well. They've done like okay. Yeah. Like they're yeah. always fucking good. But they're always great. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. really hoping that because the last one was so fucking good yeah. 
people are actually like stoked about this the one. Last yeah. one like I am. Two hundred and eight million. Yeah, they like they yeah. make enough to get yeah. to the top ten, but I, they don't not and you I, know. I feel like like me, I didn't see I did not see the first one in this trilogy in the theater, me but neither. I definitely saw the second one. Yeah. So same here, same I feel here. like it's gonna keep That's growing. What I'm hoping. building up. Yeah. Because yeah. I thought I that I second one was those before excellent. the new one comes out. Yeah. I feel like I got it. Because I don't remember much of the last one. Yeah. I only saw it the one time, but I remember like really being I, that like was one of my top it. ten that yeah. year. I loved that movie. That was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the only bad apes movie ever is the Tim Burton one. Like, yeah. I've having seen all of the older ones. Like, they get freaking crazy. There's yeah. time travel. There's all kinds of sci-fi oh, stuff going on. Time and, traveling monkey people. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's. It's, How did I not see all And these? there's like social justice. Like they're very they socially get crazy. progressive. Like they get I've crazy. The too. They're awesome. Yeah. yeah. I would like to see them. They, the, should the do a, budget. Uh, run the series before the new one. Yeah. It's. That's, it's, a, that's a big. That's a tall yes. order. If, if you start now, it's not too yeah. bad. I'm really. When, when does. Uh, oh, July 14th? Yeah. You can do it. You it's it fascinating. I'm, I'm still trying to finish the Dark Tower series. Yeah. I'm 100 pages into it, and I'm trying to finish that before the movie comes out. So you we'll can see. do it. You can do it. <laughs> that series is fascinating because the budgets get smaller every time. They like yeah, the, yeah. Every time they're like, we can't give you as much money. So they end up just like going harder at like the philosophical and social issues yeah. that are like at the heart of it mm-hmm. yeah. because they can't do the effects stuff as much with each successive entry. Yep. It's, it's pretty interesting. But yeah. it's interesting nice. that the this is a, a film series, though, where where the philosophy really does feel like so well integrated throughout yes. the film as it's, opposed to like it's part of the action covenant yeah. it's not yeah it's part of the action yeah. where covenant's like here's the chapter of yes yeah. well actually now now that we've talked about it i you know maybe yeah. I, I have a, a kind of view on how it plays out in covenant but yeah but i think you know it, it definitely like you said it's part of the action in this yeah film. you're not yeah. wrong they, they do a lot of conversing in covenant when you it feels like in general, you want you you want to learn things about people in movies through like their actions or yeah. you know. I, I feel like the the apes movies are more literally allegorical yes. than yeah. a lot of other stuff. Yeah, and, it, it, and they it, just kind of get away with it somehow. I don't know what it is about yeah. it. I yeah. think it's just because it established itself that way so long ago. We buy that immediately about it, and right. Matt Reeves is taking that and using it to do yeah. like really interesting things. It, I it's think. kind of like the X Men movies. If they got somebody other than Brian Singer, where they would take the same allegory but kind of reframe it yeah. to talk yeah. about different groups affected by these right. issues. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And I and I know like even with the last film, like I actually I thought that you know when the action really starts hitting at the end, I actually thought it it kind of got a little bit weaker. Like I thought. It was an unbelievable allegory. I was just so riveted yeah. by by that. Like, and I I read it as like Israel Palestine, mm-hmm. you know. And then the first one, well, I yeah. Anyway, I I, mean, I, I kind of power struggle situation. Yeah, yeah. I kind of yeah. can't. Yeah, I, I couldn't get enough of that of uh, of like those first. Two well, I'm glad we're all on the They're same page about just like I hope that off of the just like goodwill of these last couple of movies, People this like one them. fucking yeah. you know they're good. Yeah, I will say this. Um, and and I don't have to. I I've read the original Planet of the Apes book, yes, like the story that it's based on, and the the whole oh it's actually Earth, not even part of it at all. Yeah, the twist at the end of it is like, I feel like you can just get it from the beginning. Yeah, but uh, it's pretty wild. Okay, so all right, yeah, all right. <laughs> so wait, are you saying they kn- you know it's Earth the whole time, or it is no, literally a different planet? It's not Earth. Okay, it's the planet because the. I'll just how it's set up is the book is in the form of there's these astronauts going through space and they intercept sort of a message in the bottle mm, mm. and the message in the bottle is the text of Planet of the Apes oh, okay. of this guy who crashed on a planet of apes and everything was backwards where yeah. where humans were the captors yeah. and the apes were 
Yeah. And they're like, oh, that sounds like a much better planet than the uh, planet with all the black goo that yeah, turns yeah. Into- <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a slave. And, and then Lieutenant Ripley person. turned yeah. to Hicks and said, yeah, no, it was, uh, it, it's not that, but uh, it's, it's, it's translated from French. It's a French mm-hmm. text. I actually oh, okay. bought the book. Cool. At a, that makes so at much a, sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's such a dark fucking movie. I got it at a dingy <laughs> bookstore in um, New Orleans, oh. which uh, makes it there that much of a cooler thing. <laughs> And yeah. here's the thing: the book, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Uh, I feel like there's one more bit better in the original ape. What was that? It's better in the original ape. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> there's probably one or two more big movies, and then we can yeah. probably just hit our stragglers that we haven't mentioned yeah. yet. I assume well, the Mummy is something we got to talk the about. The Mummy right? is at six uh, for me. Yeah. Yeah. that's gonna that do really well. I think I got it on number nine. I dropped it in the ten slot because I couldn't. Uh, just yeah. nothing else felt like it was yes. down that far, but still on the list. I'm yeah. amazed they got Tom Cruise for this movie. I know. Honestly. It's kind of crazy. I mean, and Russell Crowe. I'm, <laughs> I'm not amazed at all. I don't know. Yeah. I just... It seems to just like to work. And yeah, well, he does, but but it's like for the... Re- you know, I don't know. It's a big I, name. I, I'm impressed. Like, yeah. I think it's oh, yeah. cool. I know? have a feeling he's getting like executive producer credit on all of the movies. That's right. Because yeah. I think you are right. It does seem almost below yeah. him. Yeah. But, yeah, a little um, bit, yeah. yeah. It's like okay, so you're playing the Macquarie, extended like universe thing. Oh, is Macquarie involved? Macquarie in it? directed, so yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's like kind of why I'm Wait, interested. He's, he's directed the Mummy. Yeah. I think so. Wait, no. I thought it was Orsi. No, no, it's, uh, oh, no. it's Kurtzman. Kurtzman. Yeah. Uh, then, yeah. but I think Macquarie wrote it. Yeah, I think I think yes. you're right about that, think, Dan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure Macquarie is involved somehow. Yeah. I, I'm curious. I mean, I love the Brendan Fraser. Yeah, Kurtzman directed Brendan Fraser mummy, so yeah, which had a totally different tone. So yes. I'm excited that this one is doing. It's yeah, not me trying too. To recreate oh, that. it also shares a writer with Prometheus, ah. John Spates, which oh, is yeah. also Passengers. Yeah, Spates has written some interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's like Cap. He's like really hit or miss. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I never knew what Alex Kurtzman looked like, but when I see this picture, I just want to tell him to fuck off. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can you describe that? <laughs> I know he just even in his IMDb picture he just looks like he's looking at me like hmm, I made a movie. And it's <laughs> he like, he, he looks like an aged plugged. coffee shop hipster. Yeah, that yeah. is exactly yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the coffee shop hipster was like, "Yeah, sure, they can make another mummy movie, but yeah. I mean, if you're gonna do it, let me make it. Yeah, I, I'll do it right." <laughs> I'm very curious what the appetite for this movie is. Like, I'm actually yeah. afraid this is one of the ones that isn't even gonna crack this this what, top the ten mummy? list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. see, I don't, what's weird is I feel like there's a buzz. I feel like there's absolutely a buzz. I hope there it. is. I, I'm, I don't know why, but I'm like really excited for that. Yeah, movie. I see. I'm not. I'm not like crazy about the trailers or anything. Like mm-hmm. it all. It all just seems very like. And the thing is, I'm really excited for it, and not because I think it's going to be good. I yeah. just, I really want to see it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just yeah. got this sort of like rote summer movie thing all over it. To That's kind of is how that I residue too. from our old mummies though. It and could by be. Old mummies, I, don't, I mean the last new. See, mummies. I don't know yeah. because I only ever saw the first one of the Brendan Fraser ones anyway. Okay. It's, it's kind of like so that. maybe that's yeah. what it is. Maybe <laughs> I just don't give a shit. A you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what maybe I'm, I just yeah. don't give a shit. But what, what I'm kind of scared about it is like it's you know the mummy like these monster movies should yeah. be horror movies, right? Yes. But they're ter- they're taking like horror properties and turning them into basically like superhero yeah. action movies. So alien to aliens, yeah. But see, here's yeah, the I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, I though, watching the trailer, like the last trailer for this, yeah. I think minimizes a lot of those big, like digital set pieces. 
the last trailer for this, I was like, that actually kind of looks like it has some horror elements. Yeah, I think the, that's what it's selling me. I hope but, it does. I, 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 I hope that they stick with the horror and kind of you know forgo the uh, the you know superhero stuff. Yeah, it I, has to be an adventure film yeah. too. I think yeah. that's part of those. I think it's going to try to balance both. But that shot of Tom Cruise getting run over by rats oh, in yeah. the new trailer looks really good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like the swimming zombies yeah that's pretty that cool fucking cool yeah, yeah i like anytime it's just tom cruise ardently running away from yes. disaster yes just, uh, if this is a tom cruise running franchise i'm totally oh, yeah. down i'm in <laughs> remember when uh the last mission impossible movie opened with that yes and they're like this plane's gonna take off what's happening oh uh, what are we gonna do and he just runs yeah. across the field like guys i'm here yeah i'm running from fucking new york ah. well if you get outrun a sandstorm yes then there you go uh, all right, this is where we get into what what else you guys got. So I, I got at seven, uh, I have Dunkirk. Oh, yeah, Dunkirk. That, I don't have that on That's my, my number nine. Oh, okay. nice. I don't have that on here at uh, all. I mean, I've, I I've, when I was looking back, I've, Interstellar did pretty well. Yeah. Inception did really yeah. well. Yeah. War movies, I feel like, do well. Like you know, there's going to be a dad crowd. Yeah. Like, oh, strong. War yeah. movies last long too because yeah. of the prestige. Dunkirk is going to be one of those where it's like every like half-assed holiday, it'll be like this Arbor Day. Take your dad to go see <laughs> yeah, Dunkirk. Yeah. Like yeah. everything they hit, it, it'll it, probably play for a few months. It comes out in July, early July. I think. Uh, yeah. I know if, yeah, July twenty-first. So it doesn't oh, beat Fourth of July weekend or yeah. Father's Day. Or Father's well, Day. Well, it's a but, British war movie anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. still this kind of Fourth of July. We go see Dunkirk, and it looks incredible. Yeah. It it does. Does. That new trailer is what finally sold me. It it that trailer floor. I'm going to the motherfucking dome for this one. Yeah. Yeah, I feel oh, like yeah. This, well, because it's gonna they're gonna have the the film print. Yeah. yeah. You know, I oh boy! I know. Yeah. I just hate seeing it on the fucking dome. It's always so stretched and weird. weird thing. Thing. I've yeah. only ever seen Interstellar on the dome. So yeah, that's, that's I, I saw uh, the Dark Knight Rises on the dome, oh. and I had to take like Advil for like a week. Really? Because my back. From yeah. those oh, yeah. god awful chairs for a Nolan movie. Yeah. Is there three D in the dome? Power? I Dude. remember they did Star Wars in three D. Does that work there? I don't know. Because no, they doubt did the three D of the. What was? I mean, at least when I looked at it on Fandango, it was like three yeah. D, and it was at the dome, and I. I don't think I can't see that. Nah. There is no uh, IMAX three D that's on film. Yeah, yeah. But I think King of Prussia installed a seventy millimeter projector for Interstellar, I believe. Mm. Um because I think I saw that. They're doing it because in the trailer for this it was like some locations will have yeah. you know. so if they do it there, I mean that that's probably where I will end up seeing it. But yeah. uh this feels like it's the first World War II movie to move beyond the saving private Ryan look. Yeah. Yeah. Um which true. I haven't seen Fury, which might be the only other one that kind of does a different thing. That, but that's it, pretty saving private Ryan y. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But even this even taking place on a beach in that yeah. trailer, like it still feels more clean uh-huh. in terms of like the way Nolan does stuff, but the dogfighting shot that yeah. looks so cool. Looks incredible. Yeah. Those yeah. take my breath away in just yeah. the trailers where it's like because like sometimes, and I I love Nolan, but like every once in a while, I think a movie will err on the side of like sort of soulless, or I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah. like where it's so masterfully done that there's no flavor injected into yeah. it, and 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 I love all of his movies. Well, he's kind of like Michael Mann in that way. It's yes, like, it's yeah. So, sometimes so it just yeah, it filters it's itself very out. clean, and which is incredible, mm-hmm. you know. But sometimes, like you said, there's, Some not, there's no rough edges. Exactly, exactly, it's a perfect sphere of a movie. And yeah. the, those yeah. dogfight pictures like quelled that doubt in me because like mm-hmm. they looked clean in the right way. But as I was watching it, I was like, I felt literally like I was sitting in a plane and looking out the window. It just yeah. looked real, and yeah. that that works for me. I wonder if Harry Styles will bring any tween. 
or former tween girls now, like <laughs> 16, 17 year old girls. To the, I mean, that's obviously why they cast him, right? Like, they're like, okay, know. listen, no one's going to see this fucking British war movie, so <laughs> get Harry Styles in there and then we'll give you the budget. You know, like maybe, I don't know. I'm going to be really old. Yeah. Who's Harry Styles? Oh! <laughs> I know his name. I hear One it around. Direction. One I, Direction. Okay. Kid, yeah. You know what? I probably could have guessed. Yeah. He's basically that like the Zane Justin. Is from? Yeah, that's where Zane's okay. from, too. He's like the Justin Timberlake, too, in yeah. Sync. One yeah, Direction. They're, they're like, oh, we'll get the tweens with Harry Styles. We'll get the old dudes with Mark Rylance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, because I'm totally in it for Rylance. Like, he, he's going to be awesome. Don't and cook. He's so good. I, I, would it help? Few um, people <laughs> could beat Stallone for an Oscar in a Rocky movie and still get my love. Uh, and yeah. Rylance, yeah, I mean, he deserved to win that one. Damn it, Bridget yeah. Spice was awesome. Bridget Spice was Tom amazing. Hardy seems really kind good. of like uh, on the peripheries of this movie. Yeah. But in the trailers, I heard an interesting thing about. Uh, so you know, Nolan's thing is always playing with time and like compressing time and stuff in his movies. True. So uh, in a recent interview, he said like, "Oh yeah, this is about the Battle of Dunkirk from the land, the sea, and the air." And what I heard is the way he uses his sort of concept of time in the movie is. If you were an airman at this battle, you would have been in the battle for two hours. If you were a seaman on this battle, you would have been at the <laughs> battle for two days. Yeah. If you were on the land for this battle, you would have been in this battle for two weeks. And so we experience it for one full amount of each section's time. Therefore, we experience Wait, two weeks, two days, and and two hours long. But all the same, uh, but yeah, the this... dome doesn't readmit if you leave for the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna take oh some planning. So yeah. that's how his like compression of time, I guess, is going to like play that, into it. That's really he's... cool. There is yeah. a, a like a ticking clock yes. somewhere in the in there the is a trailer, trailer. Yeah, but I'm really excited for that movie. Yeah, I have um, all eyes on me at number eight. The I have Tupac that biopic. as uh, my number ten. Number that's 10. a dark horse for me as well. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously like. To me, this is like the sort of unofficial sequel to like Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. It's like 161 million yeah. is how much that movie made against a 28 million dollar budget. Yeah. So obviously, they were not. You don't you know do that ratio. Uh, you don't do that comparison in the in the top ten. But right. So that made a ton of money, and and uh, this movie yeah. is, is also going to make a ton of money. I'm, I'm assu- no that's my hope anyway. Is yeah. that yeah. yeah? That's one that I only kept it in the dark horses because. I've heard people that I know that are like rap fans pushing back against it already because mm-hmm. it seems too it, fake. It looks mm-hmm. uh, and it, it doesn't and I, look it very does good. It does look like that. It doesn't yeah. look to like straight out of Compton had sort of a genuine feel to it. Yeah. This one feels more like what we think of when we think of like a biopic. quote unquote biopic. Yep. Yeah, I agree. You know, yeah. and I think it looks good, but I, I'm also kind of an outsider to hip hop yeah. generally. I, I actually know Tupac more as an actor. Than as a musician, um, just because I I didn't really listen to music yeah. at that age, but you know I'd seen his movies. Well, it's mm-hmm. got a really good cast. And, it does, and I mean it could you know. be excellent. And that's one that word of yeah. mouth could really really push that far. Yeah, well, we and, know that like and I you could know, just be dead wrong. You know, we know that movies like you know Hidden Fate, like whenever there's a there's a movie targeted at a predominantly black audience, it it you know it does huge. Oh, like, people it, show it, up. People mm-hmm. show up and. And this is definitely another movie like that. But at the same time, I mean, in terms of, you know, obviously we're not talking about how good, you know, it, it's, how good it's going to be may not affect the box office. But, I mean, the director is this guy, Benny Boom, and he's just like an untested music right. video director, I think, predominantly. I think he's done a movie before. Maybe. But I don't I know. So I, I don't have high hopes for that movie, but I do know that, like, a ton of people are going to go see it. Yeah. Like, so I think it could crack the top ten. 
I got, uh, this is going to sound cool. So I have Alien Covenant as a dark horse. So do I. Because I'm hoping that people go see it mostly. Yeah. And I, I was like, it's an, like, for yeah, me, I thought about received, that. Because I always think about the previous, how yeah. the previous one yeah. was received in terms of box office. But I was like, it's got Alien in the yeah. name, able to do well. I was thinking that. Um, my, one of my other dark horses is Baywatch because I couldn't yeah. find a place for one, a Same. big comedy in the top 10. So I had that at 10 because, just because I needed a comedy. It, yeah. Like, yeah. Eked in. Yep. yeah. I put in a girl's trip at number 10. Oh, yeah. I was thinking, like, you know, like African American brides. I think that has a potential. Yeah, raunchy. Like it's it's a female led comedy. Yep. It's raunchy. It's you know aimed at a black audience. So yep. that could be like a huge like could be yeah. this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Could be the next barbershop. I think that has Maybe. a shot. And I mean that and seriously. Then, those movies do. Now, very this well. is really. gonna sound crazy to everybody, but this is my other dark horse because I feel like there's usually a horror movie every summer oh, that I, also I does box office. And I was trying to find one. Because I don't think people necessarily think of Alien Covenant as a horror movie, you know what I mean? Like, and I think there's still that like hungry summer horror audience. I went Annabelle too. Yes, because also the Conjuring horse. movies did really well, and the first Annabelle did like all right, like it did not, 84 million. Yeah, like not enough to actually but really be top against 10 against a budget of 6.5 million. Yeah, so obviously that's why they you know greenlighted a second one. But out of all the horror releases that were coming out this summer, that was the one that I was like, yeah. that seems like the one people creepy would see dolls most. are. Just yeah, they're part of the zeitgeist yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah. and people I work love with, creepy you know, dolls. Kids like people really like the mainstream horror audiences. You know, like they really loved Annabelle. Like they, you know, this uh, yeah. whole Conjuring universe is yeah, like doing pretty great. That that was yeah. one thing that blew my mind the first time I saw the trailer for Annabelle two. It said the next terrifying yeah. chapter in the, the Conjuring, Conjuring universe. universe. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, holy shit, we're balls deep in a Conjuring <laughs> yeah. universe, and it never hit me until yeah. now. Yep. And and. Because there's been, a nun movie coming out too. Yep, and, and it's been oh good. My like God. The, it's Nightmares. like any any other universe. Like if you think of the Star Wars universe, yeah. you've got your straight down the middle yep. Conjuring series, but then you've got your nun, your Annabelle, and yep. all of these spinoffs. Yep, that's kind of it's fucking crazy. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it's it's, it's also coming out August 11th, so that's probably not going to be like a ton yeah. of competition yeah. around then. But also so, not a lot yeah. of time for it to make enough money to that's get to point. our top ten. That's a very yeah. good horror point. movies very rarely last. That's true. They make all their money in that. People go to see yeah. horror. Yeah. You know, like people do. It's part of an event. Yeah, so, because uh, you want to see it in the th- in a dark theater. You know, it's like that experience. Oh, you yeah. Know, you don't necessarily. It's scarier when everyone's. Yeah, jumping. seeing yeah. it with a crowd is just the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my uh, my last dark horse is yeah. truly crazy. <laughs> Valerian and the City of a Thousand Dude, Planets. Dude, I want you to be right about that I'm so, so bad. I'm, I think I'm that's so going to do good it's, because people are tying it to I the Fifth Element so in, in the buzz, and it's. I had to put it on there because of my excitement. I yeah. was like, I have to bet on like how excited I am for this movie. Well, because like, it looks amazing. It looks awesome. I also it's, it's got a good marketing plan so yeah. far too. Yeah. Like the it's Beatles. not aggressive, but like I think people know about it. Oh yeah, and and, and nobody's looks going. Amazing. Oh, what a stupid thing! Yeah. Like they feel like new about it. Also, yeah. you I always forget that you should never underestimate Luke Besson. I forget yeah. this all the time, and they just did a trailer that reminded me I shouldn't, <laughs> and hopefully reminds audiences they shouldn't either, and it was just like, from the director of The Professional, The Fifth Element, Lucy, which is a dumb movie, but yep. was huge. People mm-hmm. loved Lucy. Yeah. If Scarlett Johansson was leading this movie, <laughs> it would have been in Lucy. my top ten. Yeah. <laughs> 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 sequel to yeah. Other people love like, Lucy as well. She the ass yeah. of like, a room full of people. Yeah. There's and then, blood everywhere. And, and then, then Ricky walks in. He's USB. like, Lucy, yeah. you got some splitting to do. <laughs> Lucy, you turned into a USB drive again. <laughs> 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 
but but yeah, if Scarlett Johansson was the lead in this movie, yeah. it would have been in my top ten yeah. proper. Yeah, but no, with no Kara, question. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Yeah, and Suicide Squad and Paper Towns. Yeah, um, and Dane DeHaan, who like just looks like a creepy dude. Yeah, but I know. He's, he's, he's both so Beavis creepy. and Butthead, depending <laughs> he, he, on his hairstyle. It's definitely, Anthony Perkins. It definitely has no star yeah, power right. to carry. Exactly, it. but like every time I see those trailers, oh, like people get quiet. I can't. You know, like it grabs your attention. It has that cool Beatles thing. It's new sci-fi. It's also the most expensive French movie ever made, which is oh, nice. like kind of a fun fact. I feel yeah. like every, I mean, all of the movies I've loved this year have, have been sequels. Many of them. Yeah. And um, I, I feel like it's just crazy to be like, oh shit, you know, we're getting Star Wars crammed down our throats regularly. We got an alien. We get, you know, all this stuff. We're, we're getting a Blade Runner. That's just like, oh shit, a new sci-fi movie. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I feel, that could really scratch. The and itch. I feel like now that we're getting Star Wars movies on the regular, people aren't going to be like, oh, they're trying to do a Star Wars, right? Because yeah. they're like, oh, we have a Star Wars, so this can try it. Like, yeah. oh, this is going to be something different. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's going to stand out rather than people being like, oh, it's a knockoff. And I think the, I think the looks... pedigree of the Fifth Element actually yeah. speaks that a lot because yeah. that's a movie that I think everybody, everybody loves likes, that movie. but like it has sort of started popping up again as one of those like it's kind of cool again. Yeah, yeah. People, people are it's being sort of novelty. About it's it. it's being rediscovered. Yeah, it's like part of the, you know, it's like it's in the, you know, big sci fi movies of all time. Totally. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's it's you know? Definitely been canonized I, at yeah. this point, yeah. I think. And I feel like there's more people I know who have seen it now than yeah. saw it the year it came yes. out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody I talk to, I'm like, have you seen The Fifth Element? They're like, oh, yeah, I love that movie, which seems like a crazy movie to say that about, but yeah. people love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one there's of a that, kind. Yep. The, yeah. the, uh, the viral video of the opera singer yeah. trying to do that. It's like, that's one of those scenes that I never realized. You know, it was cool, but yeah, like but, I never realized yeah. it was just how it's crazy actually, well, it is. It's actually iconic. Yeah. yeah. Everyone knows that. It's yeah. yeah. wild. And, and I know Rihanna is in it. So, oh, nice. So maybe, maybe oh, like the Harry Styles Star power. Yeah. yeah. That was the missing element. Yeah. yeah. Although she's so, more and more like. Who is Rihanna? <laughs> First name Re, last name Anna. No. Oh. But I, she's more and more, uh, I think she's like doing cool stuff. Like, I'm excited to see what. Her movie career. She has the freedom her. to kind of choose yeah. what she wants. I mean, I think Rihanna's she's got doing good all right. Taste. Yeah, yeah she, Battleship. She's, doing, she's <laughs> <laughs> well, she's doing Chris this movie. Brown. <laughs> you guys probably umbrellas. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the past. <laughs> I know. I'm bringing up old shit. <laughs> but you know, I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter. There's she's making a movie with uh, Ava DuVernay directing and Lupita Nyong'o. Oh yeah, it's like buddy yeah. comedy and Issa Rae from Insecure is writing oh, the cool. screenplay, yeah. and it was literally based off of a like someone made a meme like this would be the best movie ever on Twitter and it went viral. And now they're actually and now doing they're making it. it. So, nice. Yeah. That's gonna be seems cool. cool. Yeah. That's cool. cool. Anything else on anybody's list that we haven't brought up yet? Um, my yeah. other dark horse is The Dark Tower. Oh yeah, because um, I I don't like. I look at it and I go, this is going to bomb. Yeah. But it's the kind of thing that if it doesn't bomb, it'll be like huge. Oh, it'll be huge. Yeah. Yeah. It'll oh, yeah. be a huge thing. And so I put it as a dark horse just as a gamble. And yeah. it's one, um, I'm not as excited for it as I am about uh, uh, Valerian uh, or it. Yeah. But like I, I want it to be yes. Like I really, I really hope they. It, it's that's kind of how Covenant right. ended up on my list. That was the dark horse where I was like, I just want to get points for this. Like this, <laughs> yeah. this isn't one where I think I'm going to. I just like, God damn it, I want it to do well yeah. enough that I get some. I think with the Dark Tower, like Stephen King is my favorite writer. Yeah, I love him. I'll anything that he's attached to, I'll at least take it in. So like, even though the trailer, I think it looks decent. Yeah, it looks yeah. pretty cool. Um, I'm in. Yeah, but there's other people that are just as big a Stephen King fan as me. We've all been burned before. His yeah. adaptations yeah. can really go either way, and um, 
I, I think a lot of them are just content to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I've read the books. I know the story. What can this show me that I haven't seen? Yeah. I'll see it when it hits video. And yeah. I think that could hurt it. But I think if it turns out to be like really good, you know, if you show the first trailer for Game of Thrones, I I would never have expected it to become what it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ever. I, I remember. It. And like, yeah. so it could be that kind of thing totally. where people are like, "This is a cool thing." Yeah. And then suddenly it, you know, it just does steady. If it like builds the world out right, where it yeah. just is like so exciting, to word people, of mouth will be what yeah. puts it over the edge financially. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I hope it's good enough to do that. Yeah. I also put in uh, my. I think you guys are underestimating the Emoji Movie. <laughs> July twenty eighth. Uh, well, it's, it seems like it's like you know, it's a kids movie. Obviously, to, you know, to emojis. be honest, how many reviews are just going to be a uh, single emoji? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's definitely be going to be at least a couple of them that are only emojis. I highly considered that because every other kids movie coming out this yeah. summer is a like fourth, fifth, sixth sequel to something. Yeah, I was like, this is the one original one. It might be the one that actually is yeah. huge. You it know seems like I mean? it's going in the tradition of the Minions thing. It's like, yeah. here's a bunch of... Or the Pixels movie, yeah, obviously. Trolls. Yeah, yeah, so... And I know yeah. TJ Miller... Which supposedly is, is very good. Oh, so. Supposedly. I still haven't seen it. What's good? Yeah. I've heard Trolls. Nathan things about Trolls. Trolls is good. I, yeah. I love that song. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that song is the song awesome. Is yeah, it's feeling. It's but, good. Yeah, and, and with the Emoji movie, it's like, I, I did consider it, and then I was like, if I put that as a dark horse, and then Valeria makes a shit ton of money and yeah. ends up in the top yeah. ten, yeah. I will hate myself. <laughs> you're looking at your hands like, I what also, have I clicked? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also threw Diary of a Wimpy Kid 4, which I regret doing. What the fuck is that? Those movies do well, though. Yeah, they do well. I think they're even more popular on like DVD though. At least mm. in the place where I work, like they're always like the kids are during lunch. They like usually watch a movie. They're always watching like one of the other Diary of Wimpy Kid movies. And yeah, they just look terrible. Oh my God. <laughs> Steve Zahn is in them though. It's oh, that's fun. He's always yeah. a treat. Man, I, mean, I love Steve Zahn. I, yeah, I know when good. I worked at Barnes and Noble, at least one of those came out, and like it was a big deal. Like yeah. those that release huge. was huge. Yeah. So. So who knows? Maybe that'll do. It's already out though, and it's currently at number six. So all right. So we'll see what happens. Like in terms of you know six on the overall summer list. So maybe we die everyone be good four. So let's finalize the wager here amongst us. Is it the winner forces a movie on everybody else? I think so. so. We like we like that. All right. What about the loser? The Wait, I guess the loser. Well, everybody loser. will be a loser other than the winner. But I think right. we should force the loser to watch. Like the person with the lowest some, score? The person with the lowest score should have to watch something like by themselves with nobody else. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. The, lo- <laughs> well, the loser should like be punished. The loser's going to have to watch a movie alone at home. It's like, oh, and not do uh, a podcast about so it. Like, I want to do a podcast about Like it. not on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. When then I we all lose. Do that. Yeah, so that's the bad Wait, thing. No matter who wins, we lose. Oh, that's the tagline AVP. for AVP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, at the very least, you know, if, if I win, I'm just putting it out there. I'm going to make you guys all watch all four and a half hours of Gettysburg. Oh, Ooh. my God. <laughs> oh, I don't want you to win at all. Oh, my Maybe, God. I mean, we'll see. I mean, yeah, I'm going to hack I'm into your list. It's yeah. the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> Holy shit. I, I've seen Gettysburg. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually used I'm to a, love it when I'm a, I was a kid. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge history. I'm speaking as a, as yeah. a big yeah. childhood yeah. Civil yeah. War nerd. And having been to Gettysburg like yeah, a thousand times, the fact yeah. that they filmed it there, it's, it's actually yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I did a bunch of projects on it when I was yeah. growing up, so I got like real interested in it. Yeah. I've never seen it. I'm but trying to what I would but put Gods and Generals would be much more punishing. Oh, I'd never even tried to stop one. Yeah, it's not... 
It's yeah, a I, I would say Knight of Cups, but you fucking liked it. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? I said I would say Knight of Cups, but you fucking. Ah, I don't like I that did. this game has become. Let's make each other spend seventeen hours on a movie. Yeah, yeah. that is the way to do it. I don't know. I don't know what I'd what I'd pick, but I, I don't. Know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see figure it out. All right, yeah. I like this. So we'll, we'll the winner picks the losers That's, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, All right, good. Into yeah, it. And then we should do an episode. And yeah, we'll do a wrap up at the end of the summer announcing who won and, and uh, how and well everybody did. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, right. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, we'll have to review. Yeah, uh, loser, loser buys the beer. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> sounds good. That sounds good. Alrighty. Yeah, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Philadelphia. That's with an F. Uh, I'm still doing Splatter Matters over on farsightedblog.com where I'm watching a shitload of Herschel Gordon Lewis movies. I most recently saw The Gruesome Twosome, and it is not good, but uh, exceptionally gruesome. <laughs> it is the grossest of his movies does by it far. Does involve a twosome? It does, and in like the worst, weirdest <laughs> okay. way. What is a twosome, anyway? Uh, uh, I believe it turns out a, a pair of people. Yeah. Together. Yeah, it turns out. But no one talks about having a twosome when they have sex. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Kind of interesting. No, because yeah, that's on. just having yeah. sex. There you go. And uh, then there's a lonesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you masturbate uh-huh. uh, to, to well, pictures of um, twosomes, threesomes, uh, and foursomes. Unless Michael Fassbender is involved. Oh, yeah. Then masturbating is a twosome. Well, that's just called an orgy because everyone in the room reacts. Hell, yeah. Mm. That's Prometheus uh, 3 right there. Oh, yeah. Prometheus? Need no, to make some um, additions to my guyland tonight. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can uh, find me on letterbox.com slash Philadelphia. Also with an F. Uh, still reviewing every damn movie I watch over there. Recently, Speed Racer, which is going to be my big recommend this week. I fucking loved Speed Racer. Please it's watch Speed movie. Racer. It, it's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, and listen to me on uh, Based on Nothing podcast talking about Speed Racer with uh, former guest Ian Kimball. Well. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Of uh, Shoestring, Shoestring Gold Films. Uh, I think that does it for me. Yep. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dan Scully. Letterbox, Dan Scully, Cinadelphia.com. And of course, you can always check out our show, I Like to Movie Movie. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Yes. Uh, leave us uh, uh, actually, feedback and stuff. I like to movie at gmail.com. We check did get a five star review with a recommendation for some movies okay, uh, this right past on. week. So uh, we'll, maybe we'll dip into that next show. We'll announce that and pick one of them, and then we'll run on with that. I'm into uh, it. Yeah. So we got some suge- uh, other 2007 movies based off the uh, the last uh, podcast, which is very exciting. I'm into it. Uh, yeah. I will recommend. Um, I just dropped the review today. And so, and thank you for passing the screener over to me. The uh, the happiest day in the life of Ali Maki. I don't think it's for everybody, but I I like really loved it. I, I have heard a lot about really, that. Really, really loved it. Yeah. So highly recommend. It's in Philly this weekend. So check awesome. it out. Um, um, I'm Andy Elijah, and you can find me on Twitter, Andrew M Elijah, and I write for Philadelphia as well. And uh, you can find my ratings on there. And yeah, and then Letterboxd as well, Andy Elijah. And my recommendation, since we're doing that real quick, Hell yeah. uh, it's not even movie, it's TV, haha, but it's very, speaking of twins, <laughs> Fargo season three. Uh, <laughs> you guys been peeping it? I am not, I'm not caught up on the last episode, yeah. that but was I the to best watch it misleading. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I really, uh, I, the, it's kind of started a little slow, but I think it's, it's really, holy Stuhlbarg shit. It's really is like doing the, amazing the best stuff. person ever. Yeah. 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 So I, I have to catch up on season three. I, we were watching Twin Peaks for the first time. There you go. So be ready for Speaking that. of Twin. So okay. now that that's ready, the, I can Fargo's next. Fargo at some Sounds point. Good. This has been good. Season. I still haven't seen this week's, but it's been good. We'll talk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Plug yourself, Ryan. Uh, yeah, so I'm Ryan Silverstein. You can find me on Twitter at SilBurWhatever. That's with a B. I'm also that over on Letterboxd. Uh, I also edit for Cinadelphia.com. 
and announcing a new project. We should have a second episode out by the time this is out. Um, former guest of the show and I, Joel Malcolm, are doing the new Shame Files podcast Love where we uh, review Great. a movie that we feel like we should have seen but we haven't seen. Uh, so the first episode is out there. It's a bit rough around the edges, but we're talking about Twin Peaks and Fire Walk With Me since we just Terrific. did that epic rewatch to be ready for uh, that. And going into that, the only other David Lynch movie I had seen was Dune. So it's, oh. it's, there's, oh a, God, there's a decent amazing. discussion around yeah. that. Um, well, we then, will link to it. Yeah, and our second and third episode should be out uh, hopefully relatively quickly. Awesome. And then we should pop up on the iTunes and the feeds and all that fun stuff. That's very but exciting. if you want to look for it now, you can go to at shamefilespod on Twitter. Awesome. Or Facebook. Awesome. Uh, we'll make sure we throw links to that stuff up in the uh, show notes as well. Uh, anything else anybody else needs to get off their chest before we go? Uh, the earth is round, motherfuckers. It is definitely round. It is round as shit. Uh, you ever yeah. seen a globe? Because a flat earth could not produce Michael Fassbender. It, yeah. It's so true. In Pirates of the Caribbean 3, though, I think they're at World's End. Isn't it a flat earth in that movie? Is that where it started? Uh, I don't know. It's where it started. There, there's, there's a, a uh, maelstrom. There's a maelstrom in it, but it's it's not on the edge of the... They're not quite... It, it's not a flat earth. Okay. It's not flat Okay, it's not a flat earth. No. I got you. Okay. Okay. Maybe, I, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll still rewatch them. I don't know. We'll yeah, you should Fair peep enough. them. Fair should enough. I go back and peep them? You should. Or should I just... Verbinski. Yeah. If I found out Verbinski was an actual flat earther, <laughs> it would break my heart. Did you, did you see Lone Ranger? Uh, I've, I've seen... Much of the Lone Ranger, okay. but I have seen the train sequences. Yeah. They refer to it, and that's like really good stuff. I want to see that. There's movie. stuff in Pirates that's on, on par with that. Cool. Lone Ranger cool. is freaking weird. I want to see it. It's it, it's really interesting, and there's yeah. some stuff that is just amazing, and yeah. some stuff there I'm like, I don't even know what I'm really watching. So <laughs> okay, yeah, I really love the Cure for Wellness. I mean, it's it's not a great too. movie, yeah, but it was that. just one of those where I'm like. Yo, kudos to whoever threw money at this because right. that's fucking crazy. He's got that auteur thing going on yeah. that I like. I mean, he's a mainstreamer that isn't just you know making money. Like, yeah. he's putting put himself in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean you can see, in Lone Ranger they spent that money. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And the fact that they got that much money to do a western based on a TV show that like I've never seen it. Like I know the catchphrases, yeah, right. but it's the fact that that happened is insane. He's also yeah. got an interesting like skill set. Like he can make. Really awesome big budget like Buster Keaton tribute movies. You talking and about Mouse Hunt? Uh, was it? So were you talking about Mouse Hunt? <laughs> oh, oh, I, I, I have never seen Mouse Hunt. Oh, I saw that in theaters. Fucking great. Really. Mouse Hunt is amazing. And yeah. then his other skill set is making like fucking like terrifying ethereal horror films. Yeah, you know, yeah. like The Ring and Cure for Wellness. So yeah. it's an interesting dude. Did uh-huh. you see Cure for Wellness? Not yet. No, I think I you might like it. It's I, I really want a Ravinsky Star War. Uh, Ooh, that would be so oh, interesting. Would, just let him do one of the spinoffs. And just yeah. let him do what he wants to do. Yeah. Wow. That's a great idea. I want an Alex Proyas Star Wars. Ever since Gods of Egypt. That's uh, all I want. Uh, did you get one, Gods Sorry. of Egypt? I did. <laughs> what if he was just like, I have to kill the sun god so I can protect Alderaan? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I think the only thing that could make Gods of Egypt better is lightsabers. I mean, it practically has <laughs> yeah. them. To some I, yeah. the, I mean, that's, that sequence that's in the tower at the end where they build that enormous tower <laughs> and they're flying around through it, it's just the Death Star 2 escape. It, it oh, is straight shit. up the Death Star 2 escape. It very much looks like it. it, I, it that movie is very Star Wars influenced for sure. Guys, when I go home, I might have to watch God's Egypt again. <laughs> I, I cannot recommend anything more highly. Uh all right, my little flute benders. <laughs> Remember, you blow and I'll do the fingering. Uh, my name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. That's the line. You blow, and I'll, and do, I'll do the fingering. fingering. Talking about your dick, friend. <laughs> Talking about your dick. Yeah. Your, your skin flute. Yeah. <laughs> your Peter O'Toole, if you will. <laughs>
Every movie needs one Peter of those. Peter O'Toole. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I never <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> but Lawrence of Arabia... Never mind. Um, wait, is there... I've never seen Lawrence of Arabia. Are there, like, big battle sequences? Uh, Not as many as you would think. There's big is there sequences. one that could be visually referenced in your Prometheus sequel, where David sees what's happening and is like, I'm actually living Lawrence if, of Arabia? If you, if, you put it on a, if you put it on a desert planet and, yeah. like... You're 90% of the way there. I would watch that. Yeah. For him to just be like, wait a minute. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then he references a, uh, a Ridley Scott sword and sandal movie as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, let's get out of here. My name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie. My name is Andy. I love to movie movie. My Shaking name is Ryan Slippers. I also like to movie movie. Because we all know that you like to movie movie. Because we mm. like, like to movie. movie.